Blog Talk Radio. Do you believe that America has become too politically correct? Von Wehunt speaks truth to power. Do you see the coming of our political and economic demise? Von Wehunt speaks bluntly about the need to correct America's course quickly. And now, broadcasting from the Eagle's Nest, a man who makes no excuses for putting America first. Here's your host, Von Wehunt, the Barbarian. America, we are a world at war. The Barbarian is here. Welcome to Epic Episode 121. It's our show entitled, The Royal Queen is Dead. So glad you're all here tonight. We will take new callers after the monologue at 563-999-3437. Communism is on the march all over the world, from China, parts of Russia, World Economic Forum, in America, with a K. Communism is designed to be inherently anti-European white at all levels. Never forget that. Communism is the unveiling and the letting the mongrels take over society, and then unleashing their version of hell on all the rest of us. We know this to be true. And just when we were California dreaming, and the war broke out, right now, any war zone, America finds itself in in the future. I doubt that we could pull off a win but I hope that we can. On this show, we will talk about war and peace, current events, geopolitics, and much more tonight. The Von Wien Show is at your service, America. Rogue, infamous, and legendary. As I tell you, each week, we are always a world at war. And we know that peace Though very desirable, is just a fad in the eyes of much of the world, unfortunately. And though we seek true and lasting peace, we also know that our enemies always seek war. And thus, we must always be prepared for war and for better days to come, as this has always been the way of the world and even ordained. Well, the studio is in the deep mountains of Arizona. We are draped in camouflage, like much of the world tonight. Broadcasting to 25 nations and all over the United States, as they call it. 
here in America, broadcasting to many people. And what this show is and is not is very important to make that distinction tonight. We are not trying to be the biggest show in radio land. We are trying to be the best show, cutting edge show, which we are on the tip of the spear. This is not your average rhino talk radio show. If that is what you are looking for, please change the dial now as you will be not happy with, with most of what you hear. Now, we're not trying to offend anyone on the show. I often joke and say it's the equal opportunity offender because sooner or later you may hear something that you may not like. And that, my friends, is life. This is our church meeting every Thursday night. I welcome you in our medieval cathedral. are the warrior monks of the medieval age come back to life. And I, as Von Wien, am your dramatic warlord of the airwaves. Studio is dark, torches lit, battle flags are up, daggers and swords by my side, many props in here, relics, leopard skin, rug, weapons of war. Very uh, cool place to work. All kinds of gadgets, pictures, huge studio that I've put together. Lots of intel always coming in from all over the world. Many people send me things during the week through Telegram, not just the Internet, Email, carrier 
your pigeon. I mean, you name it. Private messenger. People who want to um, meet up, send me things, give me things. It's just amazing what's going on out there. So glad all of you are here. Now, I broadcast clandestinely from my secret underground lair. This is Pyro Radio at its best, America. We do our best to keep the show on. There has been electronic interference in the past. This is cult radio like no other. The torch has been passed. The gauntlet has been thrown down. You have been warned to enter the radio octagon. If called upon, you'll stand and deliver. You come on the air, state your piece, get your points out first, my best advice, and then we can chat, go from there. The royal queen, Elizabeth, being lowered into the vault in the crypt, the zeitgeist end of a political era for Great Britain and very possibly the entire world. As wars rage and as sabers rattle across the globe, we will talk tonight about the growing winds of war on the Von Wien Show. We will leave no stone unturned in our quest for a better tomorrow where eagles dare. On the economic front, it is well enough that the people of the nation do not understand our banking and monetary system. For if they did, I believe there would be a revolution before tomorrow morning. Henry Ford. Amazing. We're glad you're here tonight.
and that's what it sounds like. The stubborn fact and the inconvenient truth when you look back at World War II, that era, and it's just a fact of life that America sided with the communists in World War II. America sided with the Bolsheviks in Russia and the Communist Party in China. The Russian Communist Party started in 1917, and the Chinese Communist Party started in 1921. And then we wonder why we still have so many problems in the world today. Not to say that we wouldn't have other problems with other alliances, but America created this current political problem and instability and these two monsters, Russia and China, that now threaten a nuclear war with us almost daily. In my view, this is not very, you only hear this on my show, this is not a popular view, this is definitely not a rhino or RNC view. But in my view, we should have let Hitler wipe out and destroy the Bolsheviks in the East and leave the Chinese and their muddy rice patties to rot. In the Korean War, General Douglas MacArthur was right as well, and we should have waged a total war against the Chinese and North Korean communists right then and there, in my view, and then let God sort them all out. How about those apples? Just remember, America, that all the communists are demonic. And if left unchecked, they will get into your government. They will then subvert it from within, which is where we find ourselves in America if you fast forward to 2022. And then we have the advent of the modern American conservative. Their motto is always Israel first. Israel has a right to be a country. But we have a lot of people in our government with dual loyalties. Right now in America, the conservative movement, it's kind of like that movie Idiocracy over real ideas. It's um, paychecks over any real principles. Their God is money. Whoever brings in the money, therefore, they're cool with that, man. The conservatives believe that chipping illegals ever deeper into the heartland of the nation is the cure for our immigration problems that political stunts do stand for real immigration reform and policy. They are, in my view, the mighty, mighty cucks. Now, don't get me wrong. I think it's awesome on one level that we that DeSantis sent um, the migrants to Martha's Vineyard. I love it. actually support it and give the liberal Democrats a dose of their own medicine. I love it that Abbott is doing the same and sending them to D.C., I get a kick out of them getting off the bus in front of the Capitol. Love it. Love the political theater of it all. But um, my point in saying this is that it's not really solving the problem. Now, those governors are not at fault because the federal government is responsible for our borders. And the bottom line is that they have abdicated the throne. They have abdicated their responsibility for border control. And the state governors are right there at ground zero. What else do you expect them to do? Just absorb millions and millions and millions more of these illegal aliens. They're all, again, as I told you before, able-bodied men of military age. There's very few women and children, very few of that. We know that to be true. I support DeSantis and Governor Abbott of Texas. But at the same time, this border is really out of control, and nobody will ever convince me it's under control. 
what you hear from D.C., from Kamala, Camel Toe Harris, and others is a lot of propaganda from the left. Now, a lot of people call and write the show. A lot of people reach me through Gab and other means, Facebook, etc. They are angry. They are pissed off. They want things to be better. But I remind them that um, don't feel so bad, Mr. and Mrs. America. I'll tell you why. I'm very good at looking at things very quickly and making a very quick assessment of where we stand based on my my limited means. But uh, my intellect, I've got a lot of horse sense. Uh, I'm an astute student of history, amateur historian. These problems that America has, just in a nutshell, if you, if, if you will, happened decades ago, really 100 years ago. Happened decades ago, way before a lot of people were born, way before the people that complained to me were even born. Even, as shall we say, a gleam in their father's eye. <laughs> These things have been decades old, so don't feel bad. It's not... Though it is our problem, on one hand, it's not our problem. These things were created decades ago, before we were born. We have simply inherited a nation that has been mongrelized, that has, like it's the Tower of Babel. America's the Babylonian War. Anybody who wants to come in, baby, can come in. That's America's attitude. For the Democrats want the votes, as I've always said, and the Republicans want the cheap labor. They want to flood the employment zones with cheap labor. And these people that make these decisions live behind walls in D.C., in New York, Martha's Vineyard, elsewhere. They um, pay homage and they cut checks to the DNC and the Rhino RNC. Tell them both to look the other way while this goes on and on and on year after year after year. We've had millions of gotaways come over our border, not just one or two million. It's by more like 50 million in the past 30, 40 years. They're all here. They're nesting. They're hiding. They're never going to show up in court. So let's just take off the gloves and talk turkey tonight. This has been an ongoing problem. So I tell people we are the ones that will – have to fix it at some point. I am your Generation X host. I'm going to be around for a long time. We live long in my family, which is good. Very good genes from Europa. But um, look, a lot of these things to do with immigration and our economy, bringing in millions of people is not the answer to America. America was not founded on millions and millions and millions of people coming in. This is not immigration. It's an invasion. Know the difference. I tell people what it is. Just amazing that uh, we've come this far. And someday this will explode. I tell everybody to uh, get ready. Well, we've had all kinds of threats from Biden, the rabid Democrat, about America and MAGA Republicans. The MAGA forces, he says, are out and about. He uh, hates MAGA Republicans, he says. He calls them fascists. Well, 
MAGA people are not fascists. But I will say this. The hinterlands of America are heavily armed, rest assured. And they're waiting intently for that day when they are attacked. The powers that be have no idea of what they have or what they are capable of. They write them off as rednecks, hillbillies, idiots, and, quote, flyover country, right? They don't think much of them. Oh, they've got a musket or two. But we've got F-15s, right? We've got nuclear weapons, yada, yada. I would caution them about any stupid ideas they may have on the government side. Um, the people out there in the, in the hinterlands, I know one thing about them, when they are attacked, there will be no mercy. And you heard it here first. They should be very, very careful what they wish for. And nobody wants this government, this rotted-out carcass. I always laugh and chuckle when I hear the government people say, oh, they want to take over the government. They want to take over uh, uh, D.C. Nobody wants your D.C. Nobody wants your rotted carcass. Nobody wants your Fed. Nobody wants your, your thousands of do-nothing bureaucrats that do nothing for the country. Nobody wants any of that. Trust me. Well, while Biden's saying that, you know, they lecture us daily in the mainstream media that they'll say things like, um, hate is bad. And they are largely right because we're a show of love. We're a group of love. We want true peace, true love to prevail. Peace over war. But I would also say that without a hatred for that which threatens you, for that which you love and cherish, and that which seeks to destroy our nation, our way of life, our family, our friends, our neighborhood, that just to say you love something is, uh, in my view, kind of an empty expression. And it's a feel-good catchphrase, or like your uber-liberal hippies, leftist queers, cowards, Democrats, other crazies and malcontents, possibly even subhumans in our society, just people that say they love everything. It's Look, they got to take the blinders off at some point and realize that uh, things aren't as rosy as they used to be. Now, I tell people this. Back in the 1950s and 60s, in my view, that was sort of the golden age, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. The golden age of America, and I, and I caught the last glimpse of it as I was coming up. And I do remember how it really was, how the country really was. The headlines I'm seeing today, coast to coast, are exactly what was predicted back then. And if you look at America on a graph, a trajectory, if you will, that you'll see crazy headlines like drag queens talking to students like, um, all kinds of, you know, uh, people trying to arrest parents at school board meetings, FBI getting involved, um, people like Biden being installed as president, people like Obama, a um, black Marxist becoming president. People warned us about this, and the remote viewers of that era were very accurate. All that has come true, unfortunately. 
But the trajectory that we're on in America is not sustainable at all, in my view. Remember what the founding fathers said. They said, well, we gave you a republic, as Ben Franklin famously said as he walked out of the Continental Congress. When the media in 1776 said, Mr. Franklin, Mr. Franklin, what did you give us? What happened in those hallowed halls? He said, we gave you a republic if you can keep it. If you can keep it. They also called it, if you recall, the American Experiment. Well, all experiments end at some time. There's nothing guaranteed or etched in granite or stone that America will be here a thousand years from now. We're not the Roman Empire. They at least had in the Roman Empire intrinsic laws and methods to adjudicate disputes correctly, though sometimes brutally, back in that era, that was, believe it or not, civilization. People wanted to be part of the Roman Empire. They also, towards the end, took in too many immigrants, too many malcontents, and could not weed them out fast enough. But everything's got a high and a low, a peak and a valley. And America is no different. I hope America lasts a thousand years. In some capacity, I believe that we should rule the world not Russia or China. And if you think that Russia and China should rule the world, you are insane. A political moron. Because if you see what they do to their own people, they will do that to us in spades. In fact, the Chinese generals have said time and time again they want to clear out, wipe out America. The biological device. They want everyone dead. They can march in here and just take over without firing a shot. That is their military fantasy. If you're a Chinese military person, or they are listening in tonight. We know because we get the intel behind the Iron Curtain there in China and elsewhere. Words getting out about the show and things of this nature. But um, when I look at the 1950s and the 60s, getting back to that for a, a moment here, those young people that you see, you know, as the beatniks, and they became the flower children, and they became the hippies, the youth of America. And not all youth was like that. But that is popularized in our media. But they had the luxury, keyword, the luxury of acting like that. Because America, they knew that was about the peak of America, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. And they had the luxury of living any way they wanted, doing anything they wanted to do. They, they did not have to worry about a border with millions overflowing. They did not have to worry about fentanyl being in many pills, people ODing left and right. They did not have to worry about um, no baby formula, you know, with the Biden shortage in the stores. They did not have to worry about a lot of things, or though there was the constant threat of nuclear war in Vietnam raging. My point is that we have a lot more and we have inherited, as I've been thinking about this in our generation, our current generation, than they did. They basically grew up in the land of plenty. And if you had a pulse, if you had a mind, you could make it. Today, things are a lot more expensive. Our fiat currency gets you a lot less down the road. Things are very expensive. Back then, things were cheap. 
from a hamburger to a Coke bottle to rent. Buying a motorcycle was about 100 200 bucks. They could buy a car for 1000 or less. Homes back then were 10 15 grand, 20 25 if you wanted to be in a real swanky place. Today they're half a million for your basic track home where I live in the Phoenix Scottsdale area. A 3-2 is about $500,000, give or take. So they had the luxury of getting to rock and roll, going to concerts, living life. We are this new current crop coming up. People want to have fun today, but they there's this heaviness in the air, isn't there? This heavy thing. Now, I am not a preacher of doom and gloom. Though we talk about it on my show, the show is, we are the lighthouse, if you will, on the rocky coast of America. We will bring you in. We will bring in wayward ships to safe harbors. I believe that that is our role. I, I believe in the concept of the happy warrior. Don't be a man filled with doom and gloom. You've got to stay functional in society. To make it, you've got to be aware of everything, be prepared for everything, but don't walk around with a sourpuss face and don't be wishing for a civil war when there is none. You're just going to piss off your friends and neighbors. Be prepared for everything, absolutely. Be ready for it, as I am. But at the same time, you've got to um, be aware and... uh, Keep your head on a swivel is the main thing as you walk around. There's a lot of people out there that are looking to, if you live in a big city, a big urban area, that they, they want to hit you, shank you, attack you. See it every day on the news, people not paying attention to their surroundings. Now, many people believe, and I'm probably one of them, that the top-level government officials conspired in some capacity, in some rogue agencies, to commit the atrocities on 9-11. I do not believe the official story of that never will. I believe elements of it may be true, but not the entire story. Somebody had asked about that after the show last week. Well, the left should never get their way because their goal is to eliminate the Second Amendment. Make no mistake about it. Right now, we've got Biden and militant leftists who are already demanding the murder of people on the right. Those evil MAGA forces, right? Just amazing. Well, I'll tell you a, a little history lesson here that a lot of people never heard. They never heard it from their high school teacher, so-called teacher, or their communist professor in, in a college. Of course, they wouldn't hear it from him or her. Every communist takeover follows the same pattern. Because once they get full-spectrum control, the mass executions and the trains to the gulag then follow. A man wrote the show this week. He said, Vaughn, love the show. Here's what they are hiding from the public. As the Capitol was breached, the election was stolen. There's many bastards up there running the show. Keep listening 
Steve in San Diego. Thank you, Steve. Well, that is a mouthful, you know. You've got um, Saul Alinsky. You probably read his quotes before that they will first basically steal your elections, and then they'll take care of you with the bullet. True story. A guy wrote the show also and said, I don't understand why citizens would give up their guns. They have no idea who the next pricks in charge will be, he writes. And they're guaranteed to be pricks worse each political cycle. Plus the idea that giving up our guns is going to make criminals more mellow yellow and more cool. So this have the opposite effect. It would have a sedating effect on everybody. What kind of BS is that? I agree. To Matt in Ohio, we've had calls on this show from every state in the nation, from foreign countries before. I see the uh, studio board again has been lit up when the show comes on the air. That's a good thing. Well, They shut down voting in five states back in 2020 when it didn't go their way in the last presidential election. They shut down Parler when free speech didn't go their way and other social media sites. And they shut down the stock market when it didn't go their way. Do you get it yet? Well, a man wrote the show from Chicago. I always love to give you some of the comments from around the country. Vaughn loved the show. Call me old-fashioned, he writes, but I liked the time in American history when elementary school teachers didn't all have mental disorders. <laughs> I love these quips and these messages people send me. It's great. That's from Thomas in Chicago. Well, America, imagine being called an extreme threat to the nation for loving your God, your family, and your country. What you hear on this show is some critique. We want America to do better. We want America to be much, much better than what it currently is. Well, tonight, we're glad you're here. We will start the show.
Yeah, I like that. Well, America is largely now a post-constitutional society. The federal government has no actual legal boundaries per se. Our corrupt political elites recognize no limits on their power or whims at the moment. They do not even pretend to be your public servants anymore. They do consider themselves to be over everyone and your rulers, America. That's where we are at today. And with that, let's get to the phone. Some new callers have arrived. And uh, let's see if they're ready for uh, the radio octagon. Hello, you're on the Von Wien Show. What's your name and where are you from? How are you doing tonight? Yes, good evening, sir. Doing well, sir. I think you take my call. My name is Michael. I'm from Minnesota. Hey, Michael. What are your thoughts tonight, sir? Yes, sir. So, uh, What's I'm, going I'm an on, immigrant man? To this country. Uh, I'm an immigrant to this country. I came from a communist country in the, called Ethiopia. And um, it, it's, it's just shocking to me to see what's happening in this country and how many people in this, in this country are willingly going along with a totalitarian takeover of, our, of the government and how blind they are to it. It's it, it just, I'm just amazed at the fact that so many people in America don't see what the Democrat Party is simply trying to do and what they're trying to pull off. And if there's actual people voting for it and going along with it, it just, I, I don't understand what's wrong with that. Yeah, I know. Now, which communist country were you from again? So it's called Ethiopia. It's in Eastern Africa. Ah, okay. Okay. And you live what in what part of Minnesota? I lived in the Twin Cities. Now I live over in northern Minnesota near Fargo. Okay, okay. And so um what was it like living over there in East Africa, man? Well, at the time when the communist regime was in power, basically the entirety of my family was murdered. Every my all that was up was my mother and her brother. I mean her parents, all her siblings were all killed for simply disagreeing with the government or voicing, you know, voicing any disagreements of policy and any kind. Everyone was basically murdered. She was left as an orphan, and by the grace of God, she was able to come to this country because of uh, some loving, you know, Lutheran adoption agency that helped her out, and that's the only reason we're even here. And I'm so grateful to be in this country. And this, this is the greatest country that's ever existed. I mean, we're talking about the only country in history where a regular common citizen has level of freedom and opportunity that's, you know, never, never, I mean, it's unheard of in most of the world today, and especially in human history. And you would think that people in America would appreciate what they have and value how, you know, how incredible an American citizenship is. But when I've come here, what I've seen is people that have no, that like hate their country, they despise their, mm-hmm. their economic system, even though it's been the most successful in history. And they they actually act like they're oppressed. And I'm like, how can you think you're oppressed when you live in a country where right. you've got people walking around at 300 or 400 pounds? I've, I've never seen anything right. like this. I mean, you got you got little walruses walking around talking about, I'm oppressed and I have it bad. I'm like, dude, everywhere else in the world and everywhere, every other time in history, being fat was considered a status symbol that you were wealthy. Right? That's right. In America, there's an That's obesity right. epidemic because there's so much food and it's so easy to have money that everyone overeats here. And people act like that's normal. That's right. I'm like, dude. <laughs> and it's like they're, they're not they're missing any meals, man. Yeah, Michael, I, I always I mean, say that they are not missing any meals out there, are they? 
none. <laughs> you know, crazy. And I try to tell people, I'm like, I try to tell people, like, for, forget about the rest of the world. Forget about, you know, that. I just tell them, just look at your own history here in America. Like, learn about how people used to live in the 1800s and in the 1900s. Like, learn about your great-grandparents' generation, how hard life was. And, and realize that today, the basic standard of living in America today is the equivalent of how kings and queens lived 100 years ago. And people in America That's don't true. comprehend that. And, they, and, and now oh, they do not comprehend that. They even take it a step further and they think they're oppressed. They think that America is like this horrible land. You would think they're living in the Soviet Union. And it just and, and because of that, they are willingly going along with an agenda that is designed to eliminate their rights, and they don't even realize it. I, can't, I cannot believe what I'm seeing. It's just... I know. Well, it's all part of the plan. It's all part of the agenda, all part of the plan to dumb down the American people and get ready for communism. Get ready for Democrat-style Marxism. That's what it's designed for. They want to get the population, and right now they're just about there. They're they're molding them, and they're brainwashing them. You're right. They want everyone in America to be a victim, to think they're a victim. Victimhood is the new, you know, badge of honor in America. Sad. Yeah, and the other thing I noticed, oh. too, and this, this is to get into, like, more of the racial thing, is, like, because, you know, I met some younger, like, um, college, you know, uh, students that are that having to be white, and I noticed, like, they always bring up this, like, they have this, like, uh, they have to, like, apologize for being white, and they have, like, this shame and I'm like, what? I don't. Where did this come from? What is that? <laughs> it's like, are you black or white? No, I'm black. I'm African. But like, I've, I've never seen anything yeah, like okay. that before. I've never seen someone like ashamed of oh, like where they're yeah. from and they're like, what is that? Where is that like that? That just recently began, or when 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 did that start happening? Well, to be honest with you, we laugh about them on our show. I always said that uh, white liberals and white cucks are some of the worst people. And I'm very, I am an equal opportunity offender because you should not feel bad about being white or European or having your race. Now, I know for a fact that a lot of the, as you said, the Eastern Africans were brought up there to Minnesota under Obama and elsewhere. And I feel sorry for your family uh, being killed by the communists. And that was a good uh, a theme I thought I would bring up tonight. But, um, you know, it is what it is. Look, we're the most generous country in the world when it comes to immigration. Nobody will ever fault America, you know, for bringing in people. Um, but you're right. The people that were, of, say, of European white descent, uh, they shouldn't feel bad about their race or their skin color. But, again, they've been programmed. Again, the program is for white guilt to kick in, make, them, make, make the whites into Democrats, um, make them – and loathe themselves, hate themselves, and then when, and then when it's time for the takeover, they can be easily run over, right? So on my show, yep. we're hip to that. We're very aware of it, and it's a it's a program. It's what it is. You look at movies and things. Now, I'll talk Turkey. I'll talk to anybody to their face. I'm not afraid of anything. Let's be honest here. Since you're a black guy up there in Minnesota, they always say. You've got to have, you know, enough programming. Well, it must look like America, right? The Democrats always scream. Well, I say back to them, the blacks are only 13% of America. 
So therefore, only 13% of our ads should be African-American or black. But no, you go to TV, this, is, this also affects the whites. They put a black now, it's trendy and hip in Hollywood. They put a black on every online ad, TV ad, movie, TV show, TV sitcom. Every white guy on every TV show is always the adult, the dumbass, the dumb father, the idiot, right? And then you've got the concept in Hollywood of the magical Negro who, like Morgan Freeman, who was brought in to fix everything. Right. And I was calling, you know, what what it's really going on. And so my point is, Democrats are hypocrites. They say they want America and our country to look like America. Well, again, uh, blacks should only be technically 13 percent in all the media. But but in my view, they're about 90 percent. Okay, that's just the way it is. So to me, they say one thing, they do another. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I think that the. To that point, I think what they realize is that they know that their ideas and their policies and their agenda, when actually debated and like you know put under a microscope, it doesn't hold up, and most reasonable people see for what it is. And so I think they've realized mm-hmm. that if they can use race, they can use it as a shield from criticism. That's what I've noticed that they've done. That's right. their main tactic now is race or sexism is their way of basically saying you can't criticize or examine my agenda or what I'm doing. You notice, and it only applies if it's a liberal perspective. For example, like when it comes to Justice Thomas on the Supreme Court, he's a conservative, mm-hmm. and because he's a conservative, yes. they can they can call him whatever name they want to call him, call him an Uncle Tom, Uncle Tom, him, every day, him. Uncle Tom, you know yeah. They rail against they, him. And, and, he's and, actually a very yeah, good they justice. They rail him exactly, and the same thing mm-hmm. with Amy Comey Barrett when she ran, they went after her, called her all yep. kind of names, and that wasn't sexism. And what they've shown us is that race and sex, sexist, you know, objections only apply if that, you know, if that black person or that woman is a liberal. If they're a conservative, oh, all bad. You can do whatever you want. You can say whatever you want, do whatever you want. That those, those rules don't apply. And uh, so, uh, you just anyone if, at this point, if you don't see it for what it is, I don't know what you're looking at. I mean, they're, they're obviously just focused on pushing their, you know, right. um, totalitarian state on all of us. And the thing about it, well, yeah, and, I, and met, always... I met someone the other day who was who was a liberal who was anti-Second Amendment. And I asked the guy, I was like, what do you think the Second Amendment was there for? And he thought, he was like, oh, the Second Amendment was just there so that people could form a militia to fight, you know, the British Empire and this and that. And I'm like, no, dude. The fundamental reason it's there is that we, the citizens, can protect ourselves against an overreaching government. That's the fundamental reason it's there, and he didn't even understand that. I mean, he, he and he was like, "Well, if that's the case, the Second Amendment should only the only guns that should be allowed are guns that existed when the law was put when the Second Amendment was passed." And he was like, "These these these Second Amendment advocates, they should only allow be allowed to have muskets." At this point, right. you know, just when you see people like that, you realize that the indoctrination is so is so powerful in this country. That people don't even oh, have their is. right hand from their left hand anymore. They they don't realize that they're going against themselves, and that they don't see it that way. And that's what both of you and I. The one thing on this my last point I'll make is I'm actually hopeful that this next two elections is gonna is gonna help turn things around in this country. I, I was so encouraged when I saw in the Republican primaries when I saw that the GOP mm-hmm. establishment was getting defeated, that we actually had legitimate constitutional conservatives winning a lot of these primary battles right. around the country. 
So I, I think there's still hope, but these next two elections are absolutely going to determine the, oh, I agree. Of the country. We're talking about they our children p- and our grandchildren. I mean, all, all the things Michael, are on, on the line at this point. Yeah, let me interject here. You you basically are a very rare immigrant in the sense that you know a lot about the country, and I can tell by talking to you that you've studied it, and that's that's kudos to you, man. And Justice Clarence Thomas is a very great Supreme Court justice. Uh, he's in a lot of good things for America, and we need more people like that. Look, the way I always tell people is kind of like this. We're all here in the country um, the country has went off on all kind of tangents since 1776, but what you hear from my show is that we want this country to be better and not worse. And uh, I would agree with you that uh, this is very, very pivotal coming up. Michael, call the show back anytime, man, and um, have fun up there in Minnesota. Okay, we'll talk again soon. Thank you. Thank you. You bet. Well, that's cool. Uh, an immigrant. You know, we have a lot of immigrants that have come into America. Um, if we had more time, I would have even a longer conversation with uh, Michael. It's not his fault. Look, I always took it. If, you're, if I was in the third world, I would make a beeline to America as fast as I could. I mean, the doors are open. The border is open. Now is the time. Biden, a weak Democrat, is in charge, so to speak. Now is the time to get over here. I don't blame people for, for, for coming over here. I blame the people that have nefarious front organizations and who fund their travel and who bring them over here by the millions that we don't need. We don't need millions of people from any country coming into America. I don't care where they're from. But once they're here, you know, they are here, and we have to deal with them. We have to deal with it. But America, we don't have an immigration or a population problem. We have too many people as it is. Have you seen traffic lately? It's crazy out there. Let's get to another new caller we've got here on the board. What's your name and which state are you calling from? You're live on the Von Weekend Show. What's your name? Are you there? Hello, hello. hello. What's hello. your name, sir? Hey, it's American, it's American Scotch, Von. How you doing, brother? That's what I thought. American Scotch from <laughs> Wyoming. How's it going, man? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, bud. I'm good. Good to no, hear I'm, your I'm voice. To touch base. I wanted to touch base with you. Yeah, you too, man. I just wanted to talk. You know, the border and uh, you know, news coming out of uh, this this questions with NATO and of course what happened with uh, the Queen and lots of interesting stuff. Did you see the meme uh, or the not the meme? The photograph I posted of Camilla wearing a mask. Did you see that? <laughs> I did. Oh, yeah, they want to bring it yep. back, man. Bring it back. Yep. They're trying to make yep. it hip and trendy all... again over in Great Britain. It's incredible, man. Yeah, Crazy. she was wearing a full-blown one of these, like, John, you know, face-off, John Woo B-rated movie masks. And, uh, you know, then we got uh, news coming out of NATO that uh, Turkey's wanting out. Uh, they want out. They want to join Russia. They want to join China. They want to, you know, help build that coalition because that's the winning team. And we're sitting over here just with our crappy fiat money, and and we got some geriatric <laughs> just stumbling around, shaking hands with uh, with ghosts, you know. Right. <laughs> you got to love right. it. Right. It's hilarious to watch. You got to love it. 
It's unreal. Oh, you do, man. It's unreal. You right. really do. Yeah, it is crazy. It's just hard. It's just hard yeah, to I'm here, man. imagine how we how we got here. How we how we got here is just something. But oh. yeah, we're we're waiting on we're waiting on this uh, this theater to end. You know, there's all sorts of talk that uh, you know Biden. There's all sorts of admissions he's making now about fixing the election, about throwing the election. Um, you know, there's there's talk coming out of all these different uh, you know deep sites that are like. You know, we, we've got word that, you know, there may be some serious drama between now and October 1, not to mention what's going to happen potentially right. in Denver the next couple of weeks. We talked about this last week. You know, what's going to happen with Denver? You know, the 24th of September, giving out bug-out bags. Well, what's, what's the main landmark for the New World Order that's in Denver? That's the right. Airport. So what's going to happen when they've got potentially like 80 miles deep worth of uh, deep underground military base, and if they actually crush that thing and submerge it with water or explode it, you're going to see some elevation change in the Mile High City. That's going to be some serious problem. What's going to happen with those sewer mains and those water lines? What's going to happen with the electrical grid? Can you imagine the, you know, the extenuating circumstances from – those potentialities, which is a very real possibility, a very real possibility. That's my that's my. And while all I, that's I going on, this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say. I mean, well, I think that yeah, uh, go ahead. You know, we 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 we've, we've got a good week or ten days where you know it's going to be just full tilt boogie, man. It's going to be full tilt, rubbernecking everybody, <laughs> and everybody on this program. You know, needs to be tuning into you each and every week if they're not already. I've been blasting you all over Gab the last two hours. I said, get on Von Thank Leon, you, sir. Man. You guys have got to get together. you got to start listening to this guy. Yeah. This is a great place to uh, start many, many organizations that can then spring out from this show. We have a chat room. People can reach you or me on Gab and elsewhere, and I tell people, you need to be making those alliances now. Getting prepped now. You're yeah. right, Lincoln. And um, the thing is, Scotch, is uh, we've had choppers fly all over Phoenix this past week doing military training, urban warfare and war games, as they say. Um, that's going on. Black helicopters from the U.S. Army. Denver is giving out bug-out bags, as you said. And there's a lot of weird things going on. Um, again, I've told people many, many times the trajectory of America is not sustainable, bottom line. So if you're out there in radio land, if you're, if you're hearing American Scots tonight in Von Weehan, we'll both tell you to your face that you need to get prepared. You need to be having food, water, guns, ammo, gear. Get things now while your fiat currency will still spend. You know, because someday they could shut that down and go to a Fed digital currency, which is what they're they're hoping to do. And the Great Reset's coming up. And the Great Reset really is a fancy code code word for death and destruction of America and our way of life, bottom line. What are your final thoughts, American Sketch? No, I I, I totally agree with you. I think that uh, you summarized that very well. Black helicopters, I saw that in Phoenix. Black helicopters doing the same type of stealth nighttime activities in Houston. 
the rumors going out in Denver. There's been all sorts of stuff in downtown Los Angeles going down. Uh, the other thing is, uh, you know, going out, uh, all the financial questions going on with, with NATO, the Middle East, uh, it, it's just anything could be happening right now. I mean, it is just an unbelievable set of events that seem to be culminating. So, you know, just pay attention to your show. Everybody jump on GAD, get on Telegram, get on CloudHub, whatever social media you got, because you're not going to get the truth from CNN, folks. You're just, you know. If you still got no. relatives and family members and friends that are still listening to, uh, you know, Anderson Cooper, you know, you just need to smack them upside the head, man. Come on, you know, have them watch. Oh yeah, they've already they're they're already lost. No, the sheeple are lost gone. listening to the communist news network CNN, man. <laughs> American Scott, it's always a pleasure talking to you, sir. Have Talk a wonderful you, night, sir. Appreciate right. you. You know it. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye-bye. That's American Scotch, folks. Great guy. Great American patriot. Let's get over to another new caller here. Hi, you're live on the Von Wien Show. What's your name? Where are you from? You're live on the air. How you doing? I am Ben Leon. This is Super Tractor from Telegram. This is Sue. Super who? Super Tractor. I'm on um, the chat. Super Trucker. Cracker. Yeah. You said super trucker, right? Cracker. Tracker. Oh, cracker. Cracker. (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing, man? Speak up a little bit. You're in kind of a... Good, good, good. What are your thoughts tonight, bud? And where are you calling from? Which which state? Top of it. So I'm in actually Iowa right now, but... um, Okay. I just wanted to call... I've been hearing about your show for quite a long time from a person who listens to your show and calls in quite often, Lincoln. So I know there's been listening to it, and so far a very good show. And on behalf of everything on American Scottish say that we all do have to be, uh, truly be ready for anything because we're going to be getting very weird over the next few years. I think even weirder than what's happening in South South America while Latin America being primarily being taken over by China and saying all that, see what's gonna happen there and also being surrounded by China with the bases in basically in Canada and Mexico and all around us surrounding us. So it's gonna be interesting in the next three years. And now with all this crap going on and with Ukraine and Russia or Russia getting soldiers from North Korea and China to back them. So it's going to be kind of interesting here in the next few. Very, very interesting. No doubt. I feel honored that you're calling from a truck stop there in Iowa or a rest stop. One of our, we have a lot of truckers that love the show, and we love them too. You guys keep America running, man. You guys are the ones that bring the product the cities and towns, coast to coast. Most Americans don't know that truckers are the backbone of America. Truckers and farmers, people that, that work with their hands and get things done every day. We appreciate you out there, man. And I can tell you're a real Thank patriot, you. but you're right. I mean, the news is crazy. Um, 
everyone needs to be ready because I, I always said the, the news is going to get weirder and weirder and weirder as, well, it depends on who you talk to. A lot of people say we're in a controlled demolition of America. And it's coming down slowly, right? We used to be the shining yep. city on a hill when I was a kid. And now they want to make us, they want to uh, crash America and make us a shanty town at the bottom of the hill, like a third world city <laughs> or nation. Uh, we're no longer on top of the hill. They want us to be at the bottom in the slums. So th- that's why if you keep bringing in the third world to America, we will become a third world country. Just a matter of time. It's happening now in front of our eyes. Yeah. You know? And yeah, the things in Ukraine, I wouldn't surprise me if uh, Putin does something crazy over there. Remember, they are the crazy Ivans have taken control of Russia. They shot the czar, yeah. and they got rid of the peaceniks and the uh, glosnos, pedestroka, you know, the uh, the uh, era of Gorbachev is over, and um, he's a goner as well, like the queen. So the, the crazy Ivans took over, but China is the real threat. And the problem is we have people in our government that love China, and they love they call it the Chinese model. And whenever you hear that from corporate America to our government, they love that social credit score, right? They love the control, the communist control. It's a micro control over every little thing you do. They're now, uh, I'm sure you read the news, they are locking people up in all those Chinese cities again. They have drones buzzing around your window saying, please stay calm. Don't leave your home. If you do, you can be arrested. They give them rotten cabbage to eat. This is a reality. Um, people are jumping off those high-rise buildings daily, committing suicide. Uh, it's a hell of a way to go, but on one hand, I can see why they could bring. they are pushing people to death in China. Remember, the communism is all about death and destruction. There's no other way they can candy coat it. Most Americans haven't realized that yet because, you know, we've had 75, 80 years since World War II of um, everyone's pretty fat, dumb, and happy, right? For the most part. And luckily, and thank God, we haven't had our backs up against the wall. I hope we never do. But history proves otherwise, Right. I say America has turned into the Berlin of the 20s and 30s before Germany mm-hmm. Yankee got rid of it all. And that's what America turned into. It's complete complete degeneracy. Wherever you go, you got pornography. you got rainbow flags supporting the, the absolute sin of gays and the illegal immigration coming in from Africa. I don't recognize Minnesota anymore. I deliver out to a St. Paul area and and um, out by Minneapolis. I don't recognize that at all. It's little Ethiopia. <laughs> I mean, Minnesota has yeah, it is, it is. Stories go, and it's, it's that guy. I that caller was one of the coolest um, immigrant callers that I've ever had on this show. Um, in 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 my view. You know, he's a nice guy and all, but really and truly, uh, our country wasn't formed to bring in people from East Africa. I hate to burst his bubble, but it's true, right? 
Yep. I've been up to Minnesota Back before, too. It's like going into Eastern Africa. We don't want Minnesota to look like Eastern Africa. If we had more time, I, I yep. would have asked him about Omar and why would you guys vote for her? You know, I mean, you know, again, the guy was knowledgeable, and he sounded like a pretty sane person. Uh, but when he said he was from East Africa, my, uh, I was like, wow, this is exactly what we talk about. America was not founded to give refuge to Somalians or Ethiopians, I always say, or Bolivians or Venezuelans or Mexicans or Guatemalans or Israelis or Chinese. It just wasn't. It wasn't. You know, George Washington did not say, I'm going to fight a war and I'm going to risk everything, risk being hanged, just so the third world can move into this country once we uh, defeat those damn redcoats. (laughs) <laughs> no. It's not what he said. Very, very true. I, 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 nope. I have read, sir, what George Washington said. He said, we are doing this for our progeny and our shared prosperity and posterity. For, in other words, for our children, our families, our people, our culture. Not the world's, our culture. And we found it first, yep. and we got here first, and if you don't like it, too effing bad. And we beat back the British twice, and it wasn't because we wanted to bring in the third world. And America's come off the rails many times. Um, again, we're an experiment, man, as you well know. And I think we've done pretty well with the experiment overall, but we're coming into some – we are in uncharted waters. We have been for decades. And I tell people, I look around, I shake my head like uh, you do. And I go, it's not looking good, man. You know. No, it definitely is not about uh, illegal immigration that's coming in. It's destroying a lot of things, even the trucking industry. Ninety percent of the truckers out here can't speak a damn word of English, and it's uh, it's becoming a shame that most of these trucking companies are going to the inner cities and bringing out people that should not drive, and. It shows it out here with the amount of wrecks that have gone up and and the, the industry is just falling apart with with things getting even more expensive to be out here. But I mean it's just going around everywhere. It's not just due to the economies in office right now, it's um, pretty much the bankers that are trying to destroy everything, trying to get us into another big war over there and over in an area that where America should not be, we should not be in. We still should not be in Germany. We should not be in Iraq or or Afghanistan. Like I will say, it was just all nothing but a Jewish conspiracy going, continuing on, even till today, and still continue on, and it's still destroying and making the blacks be more, more pronounced, as you're saying to the to the. Black guy, no matter what you think that the blacks are ninety eight percent of the population of America and you saw the damn ads of everything they get. They get more credibility and more 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 announced than the whites have and I'd say back in the eighties when actually the the family values were still there. It was after nineties the family values of everything kind of switched even in Hollywood that it went from Family values to 
praise the blacks and their hip-hop because Jews are the ones behind writing the music and making the rappers who are nothing but blacks who come from decent family homes and they become rappers and say they're gangsters. And eh, that's not. <laughs> so everybody oh, it's pathetic. To the fact it that, is. I know. Need to wake up to the fact that a lot of the stuff that the the rap music and all that it's just the pollutants of of hitting agendas of pretty much sexual underwindows and gayness and all their music. Come on, the, the blacks wear their pants sagging for one reason only. That was meant for a prison to show that you have been raped and you're one of the the fellow members who have been turned to a brag. Not to be a, a fashion statement, but I mean it's it's getting disgusting, and I'm I'm always been fed up with the people using the Constitution as as the number one thing to go to. This Constitution never got ratified in America. It was the Bill of Rights that got ratified. The Constitution was just made kind of a a backup to it, and they switched it from articles to amendments, so they could say they that they created it, and they keep on adding stuff to it. Technically, everything after the tenth article, what is called the Tenth Amendment Constitution, does not exist. So technically, um, Amendment Fourteen, what a lot of people bring up, does not exist. With uh, the blacks being nationalized and being allowed to be American citizens, they're actually not American citizens, and they never will be in the true American's eyes. So I'm. Those are one things that I always bring up to people that. It was never ratified, and everybody should know the Bill of Rights before the Constitution. I love that. And it's Super <laughs> Cracker, right? <laughs> I love your nickname, your that moniker. Is correct. Super, I love it, man. Well, nice um, talking to you out there. Stay safe. We need you out there alive where we can thrive. I tell everyone, if they're in jail or dead... They're of no use to us because at some point in this country, it very well may be all hands on deck one of these days. And, um, you know, it's, it's, they, they keep ginning things up and immersing us in all kinds of controversies and all kinds of political and economic tangents that just subvert the country from within. And, again, I always say, folks, we don't need millions and millions more immigrants from East Africa or any third world country, we have enough already. We don't need millions more. We have an immigration problem, and it's really an invasion. Let's call it what it is. Zippercracker, thanks so much, man. We appreciate you. Have a great night. You too. Thanks, sir. He's out there trucking. He's out there as a patriot, making money. He's bringing product to cities and towns. He's doing his job. He's out there listening. There's millions out there like him. You're my Germanic wolves out there all over the nation. And we support you, and we're glad that uh, you're here. Von Wien Show will be here. We're the, we're the home that many Americans never had. We're the, think of the show and the callers as the brothers you never had. We are a band of brothers and sisters. We love the patriot women who call the show, who listen in. We know you're out there. 
This is uh, think of the show as uh, the father you never had, the uncle you never had, the best friend you never had, the brother you never had, the teacher maybe or professor you never had. We'll try to always get some good things out. Every good radio show in my book, and I have my own book separate from the rest. To me, one, it should entertain the people. I believe people learn more when they're entertained. Two, there should be enough conjecture and philosophy where they learn something from the show. And they don't have those two elements, it's not a good radio show. And thirdly, it should never just reiterate what you hear on a Rhino talk show or TV show. People listen to the Von Wehen show. And I know this through my own, shall we say, market research. They listen to my show because they are really trying to hear something different. I give a platform for various points of view. We are a radio variety show. We're not ever trying to be like a rhino TV or talk radio show. People listen to my show because they know it's going to be a unique point of view, something that's really true and relevant but not talked about in the media because they have censored many of these ideas from what you normally hear, what you normally listen to. Now, the guy from Minnesota may still be listening. I'll give you a short history of me. I went up there many, many years ago uh, to Minneapolis, Eden Prairie area. I know Minneapolis well. My mother used to work up there actually back in the day before she met my great father. <laughs> she worked for Kimberly Clark in Minneapolis, and she worked. She had the Minneapolis-Chicago market. And, um, well, she was quite the entrepreneur, put it that way. But um, back then, Minnesota was all Viking, Germanic, white people of European descent. Since 2008, especially. Now, I went there about in 2010-11, I flew into the Minneapolis airport. True story. I get there, and I thought I would see a sea of blondes, Germanic, Nordic people, you know, Viking heritage, like the Minnesota Vikings football team, et cetera, right? And um, I walk in there, and I must have seen a ton of African people. Now, African people... Have, in, in my view, should be in Africa because that's where they're from. We can't take in everybody in the whole world, okay? So my thing is, I'm sure many of them are fine. Many of them came over legally or illegally, whatever. Like, my point is that, that they're here, and I wasn't expecting them in Minnesota of all places. So I get out to the cab. There's a line of Somalians who took over the cabs in Minneapolis, they have their own racket, and basically they took over the whole cab, the cab market. I get into a cab, talk to a guy who's a nice guy, and he was a black guy. But he was one of these guys like Michael who called the show. He was aware of what he looked like in Minnesota and where he came from, and he could talk to me like Michael. He wasn't your typical ghetto thug, right? So even he said, from the black guy's lips, he said, we, we were sent over here. I'm not sure how I got over here. I just got over here. But he goes, and of course, there are white Africans too, Afrikaners. But this guy said, look, man, he said, I'll tell you the truth. I said, why are there so many black cab drivers? 
they were all lined up, about 50 or 60 of them. I didn't see one white guy. It was just so stark. I wasn't expecting that, and I happened to notice it. God forbid if you notice that, right? Um, well, we, we do notice on my show. Uh, the left voice says, the right never notices race, color, or creed. Well, I do. I can tell purple from green and black from white. I have no problem doing that. And I'll tell people to their face. And this guy goes, yeah, he goes, look, the Somalians took over the cabs. They took over the whole taxi racket in Minneapolis. There's a Somalian mafia here, he told me, an Ethiopian mafia. They took it over. They're going to get into politics next, you watch. Now, he told me that before Omar came out of Minnesota and other people like that. My, my point is, is that I never expected that, and I knew then. I knew then that Minneapolis was in trouble. I flew by, and I said, they're, they're going to have riots up there. People said, hey, how's that trip to Minneapolis? I go, they're going to blow up. It's going to have massive riots and fires and death and destruction. They go, what are you talking about, Von Wiet? Are you exa- – no, I do not exaggerate. I'm telling you, you're asking a question, that's my, that's my answer. I foresaw the riots about almost a decade before they happened. Because I said, I know that group of people, they're going to be – a lot of them are not like Michael, who called into our show. He was pretty intelligent guy. Most of them are – a lot of them are ghetto thugs. They're in this um, – the Somalian mafia. They've taken over some local rackets there. They're going to be eventually malcontents. They're eventually going to ask for reparations or money from the government when no one's going to take care of them. And when one little spark happens, like George Floyd, or one little thing happens that they can claim and hinge their anger and rage on, they're going to do it. They're going to seize it, seize that opportunity, and they're going to riot. They're going to go nuts. They're going to go, and that's exactly what happened. Remember the riots two years ago in Minneapolis? Many of you have forgotten. I'm here to remind you. They had riots, fires for days. A lot of people were dead. Well, a lot of rhinos say, well, I judge a person by the content of their character. I don't notice color. I'm above that. BS. It's a bunch of bunk. Everyone notices color. Everyone notices it. Those rhinos that say that, it's their conservative way of not dealing with race or color or creed in our country because that makes them uncomfortable. God forbid if they're uncomfortable. So they go, well, I believe in what Martin Luther once said. I judge a man by the content of his character. Yeah, right. Yada, yada. Everyone that says they're colorblind, they are liars. They are virtue signaling to their base. They are trying to curry favor among those who they secretly hate anyway. That is what they're all about. Well, my show, we're not like that. We will call a spade a spade. We will call it as it is. Um, everyone will tell you, I'm a lion by your side. I will speak the truth, and I don't care if it offends you. I don't care if it offends people in this country. Screw them all. They should be offended. They've ran the country in the ground. They've ran this nation in the ground. They've brought in millions that have no business being here. I want the millions of people that are here to be 
repatriated with their extended families in their host countries. The Von Wien Show has always had a policy of bringing people together, not tearing them apart. We want to repatriate people back to their host countries, make those countries better. They have extended family in those countries. They need to go back to their wives and kids. The Hispanic men that come over the Texas border will tell you they have one, two, three, four, five wives, four or five or ten kids in Mexico. If they come over the border, they're going to ditch the families. Their multiple extended families come over here and never give a dollar back to their starving children. That's not right. That's not ethical. That's not even moral. That's ungodly. Wrong. So my policy would be we're going to reunite you with your extended family. America is not and should never be the land of the third world. It should never be the land of the, or the dumping ground of the world. That's not to say that some people that come over here are not intelligent, not smart. They might want to be pro-American. Wonderful. That's called immigration, the legal way. In the, in that, but the legal way defined by the rhinos now is to let everybody in. We have had enough immigration to last America a thousand years. If I was president, there would be no more immigration unless you're literally, and I mean literally, a rocket effing scientist or a doctor with the new vaccine (laughs) or a good vaccine for the people like polio vaccine, not this other crap they have with COVID. In other words, if you aren't a brainiac that we can use, I don't want you. We got enough landscapers. We got enough busboys. We got enough taxi cab drivers. We have enough people to do that. Trust me, America was not founded on unlimited immigration. And the people who say it's wonderful are complete. You are, if you talk to them, just know you are talking to a complete political hack and moron. Uh, the economics of it, we can't afford. We can't afford the drain on our natural resources. We can't afford any of it economically, and many of them do not work, and they suck up on the government tit for all kinds of benefits and welfare and EBT cards and you name it. They'd be better off with their own people in their own land. They need to be reunited back to their host countries, and that would be a program that I'd be all over. Um, I would say, look, it's, this is the most humane thing to do. Uh, for the benefit of the world and their families who need, who really need them. It's not fair, as the Democrats always say, that they come over here to America empty-handed. We know full well they have families in their host countries, and they come over here as a single military-age male, a proxy army, if you will, and they just want to start over in America. No, we'll never allow it. We'll never allow it. And so... Michael, you got in. You got lucky, kid. But I'll tell you, even though he's a smart guy, if I was the president, I would have never allowed millions of people in this country. Ever. We have enough. And they really need to be sent back to um, help out their own nations. With that, we got a lot of calls here. We're going to get to... um, the gladiator, gunslinger, and Irish pirate, I promise you, it's coming up. 
Stay tuned. Of all the gin joints in all the world, and she had to walk into the one I was occupying. I was sitting there listening to Vaughn on the radio, you know, the Vaughn Weehunt show. Well, she came in and sat down, and I told the bartender, let's give her a drink. We're on a tab on my fare. She sat down looked right at me. She was gorgeous. I took a drag off my lucky strike and blew it the other way. I sure as hell wasn't going to blow it in her face. She was amazing. I said, you mind, honey? I'm right in the middle of a show here listening to it. She said, no problem. She joined in. We listened to Von Weehan's show together. It was quite a time. Yes, just love that. Um, a lot of these big Democrat cities are having all kinds of problems, you know. And um, the land of Texas is being invaded. Let's get over to Gunslinger. We want a border report from the Gunslinger himself. How are you doing tonight, sir? What's going on, Gunslinger? Yeah, trying to stay cool, and hopefully there's going to be a cool down next week. So it looks like summer's over. Thank God. (laughs) Had enough of this hundred degrees. (laughs) Good luck with that. uh, (laughs) Yeah. I want to make uh, two major points here. When the when the founding fathers uh, um, founded this country and signed that great document that we always just plastered all over the country, you know, in the great halls of Congress and everything, it shows the the people there that was signing the Declaration of Independence. Okay, now if it was meant for what you was talking about a while ago, if it if it meant for everybody in the world. There would be a black there. There would be an Italian, a, a Australian, a, a, Jap- a Japanese race, a Mexican, a Spanish. The whole. They weren't there, world. were they? They weren't represented they weren't in 1776, dare, were they? No, I dare you to, to take up that picture and find me one of those people. It was meant for the white <laughs> European men. Of that, who signed it? Okay, I mean, how how, how simple can you? How simple can you get? I mean, it's it's a picture's worth a a thousand words, isn't it? I mean, that's right. The picture is so clear that was meant for our posterity, the white people. Okay, Africa was meant for the black people, and the rest of them, they're meant for their own countries. We've got enough of these people over here. Okay, we're full. Okay, put put the full sign out, and they and they're coming over here by the by the millions per year. Pretty soon we're going to sink. This country is going to sink if something is not done pretty fast. Okay, it's going to sink. Now, the second point here is, yes, this is a free country to a point. Okay, we have the illusion of freedom in this country. Okay, on major things. Uh, carrying a gun. That's why I'm called the gunslinger. Do we have free, complete Second Amendment freedoms in this country? No. Even with no. constitutional carry that was passed last September in the state of Texas, okay, we cannot carry our guns, like the Constitution says, into certain places. Federal buildings, uh, banks, uh, schools—you know that, that kind of stuff. Well, that's not truly free, is it? Okay, if this was a free country, we could carry our guns anywhere we want to. 
with common sense, of course. You don't want to carry a gun mm-hmm. to a bar, for God's sakes, okay? Stuff like that. Right. You have to use common sense. Uh, driver's license, okay? If you, if we were a free, free country, would you need a driver's license or social security card? No. No, because you have a right to travel by whatever means that you choose. You can walk, you can ride a bicycle, drive a car, drive a truck, fly an airplane. Doesn't matter. Doesn't mean it doesn't matter the mode of transportation. Okay. Property taxes. If we were really free in this country, then why do we have to pay ground rent? Okay. Right. When you have to pay ground rent, you're not free. I'm sorry. I don't know where I don't know where people's got this crazy illusion. Well, that it is an illusion that you are free when you have to pay for something that you have already paid for once and for all. But oh my God, you stop paying that ground rent, they will throw your ass off. So that proves right there you are not free in this country. Okay. Free to buy right. uh, the, uh, buy a property, for example. When you buy a property or a car, you do not get that actual title to that vehicle or land. You get a pink slip, which is which is worthless. They uh, they keep the original title to these things. Okay, that way they can enforce all these draconian laws on you. Got to pay your taxes. Uh, you can't have your grass over this there. And you can only paint your house pink pony purple purple purplish. Okay. <laughs> this right. is how they regulate you. So anybody in this country that thinks that we are a free, quote unquote, country needs to go back to school because you missed something. Son. I agree. Well, we're, we are becoming you know, more and more of a police state all the time, and Biden and the yeah. Democrats want more of a police state. They want more of that. They want more of that full spectrum control. They want they again. I said earlier in the in the um, monologue, China is their model. They're trying to get Americans to ditch their cars and ride bikes. Don't you see more and more people riding bikes like in China? They want more and more Americans to be malnourished like in China. They want more pollution in America like in China. When they say the model is China, remember that's the good and the bad. They want uh, gun control in America, like China. They also want that social credit score. They want all the things they love and lust that over the, over the power and control that the CCP has over their people. That's what they. That's their fantasy. That is their political okay. sexual fantasy that that they get off of in D.C. to that's be blunt right. uh, for what they want for this country, and it's BS about. America is a nation of immigrants. Well, that's that, that's a half truth. America is a nation of European immigrants, not a nation of just immigrants. That's another thing they throw out there. It's like Judeo-Christian nation. It's I always catch that and go, no, we are not a nation of immigrants. Another cheap liberal, rhino Democrat catchphrase. The nation was founded. By Europeans fleeing monarchy, who we we fought against the queen and the royal family who just died. Okay, um, she was our enemy, to be blunt, in 1776, and her ancestors. Now, 
we are close allies with England today, right? And we fought in World War One with them, and now we're very close friends. Okay, that that happens in life. But historically, we were arch enemies with the monarchy in England. We were the ones that wanted more freedom and liberty for our country, and all the Tories, all the people that wanted the monarchy, they went to Canada, like I said in the last show. That really is how Canada was formed. The people that did not want to be part of the American experiment, they did not want freedom and liberty. They wanted control. They wanted monarchy. They said, we're going to go up this, this uh, big frozen land, land mass called, and we'll, we'll call it Canada, and we'll pledge homage to the queen. And, and as of today, she's on their currency. That's and right. always will be, I'm sure. So that's how these two countries got formed. And we said, great, go up there, freeze your ass off, screw you. We're here. And we got the muskets, and if you come down, we're going to blow your effing head off. So you better stay up there like the polar bears and just, you know, burrow in and stay out of our way. Okay? And they have. Pretty pretty much. You know, and uh, but I, I remind people, yeah, the the uh, we, we saw all the queen ceremonies and it was kind of creepy watching her task of being lowered into the crypt and the vault there in uh, Windsor Castle. But I watched it because to me, it's very interesting to watch. It is the end of a political era for uh, Europe and the world, because whether you like her or not, the queen had a lot of influence into a lot of world leaders who still pay homage to her, okay? And, um, but she was, on one hand, kind of a globalist. But again, her family, I, I, I've told many people, we fought against them. We took the musket, the gun, against her monarchy. So though, though I watch that with, with history in mind, I always remind myself of the war. And Americans should never lose sight of that. You know, yeah. for what it's worth. Gunslinger, love hearing from you. What are your final thoughts to America tonight, man? Floor is yours. Well, people and people need to wake up. They need to pull their heads out of their rear end and smell the roses. And it doesn't smell like roses, okay? They need to wake up. That you know, yeah, you could go out and protest. Yeah, I'm all for protesting, okay? But if if all these protests over the decades have worked hypothetically speaking, then would we be in the crap hole that we're in today? No. It would be a complete... If the if the law was applied like it's supposed to be, 98% of these people in Washington deceive us would be swinging from a, from a tree called being a traitor. And what is the penalty for being a traitor in this country? Death by hanging. And it's still on the books. It's never been taken off. Never been taken off. That's right. So, <laughs> so if, right. That, if it was actually brought back, then we would have a fair judicial system. Comrade Clinton should be in prison right now. Freeze a bird, freeze a bird in a free country. Does that make any sense? That'll never happen, but I have one last question for you, Gunslinger. Some people have asked me, they want to know what you think of Sean Hannity. Well, I've listened to here and there, okay. Well, yeah, make mm-hmm. good points, make bad points. I mean, everybody's entitled to their, you know, their ideology or whatever. I really 
there. I really haven't really listened to him all that much. I mean, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is, you know. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got the biggest rhino show in the world, man. And you know what? I give the yeah. guy credit. I, you know, right. I, I'm, I look outside the box in the sense that Sean Hannity has convinced Fox that every one of his shows is different, but it's the same show every night, and he's absconded and confiscated millions of the advertising dollars that went into Fox News for himself to enrich himself, so he's brilliant in that area. I give the guy roaring credit for just stealing all their money, but if I listen to his show, he, he means well, but it's the same show every, every night. Virtually it's all the about same money. show. It's all, it's all about money. Money talks. Right. Bullshit walks. There you go. <laughs> exactly. And I'll, I, I will quote Sean as I, as I let you go here, gunslinger. Let not your heart be troubled, gunslinger. Yeah. Thanks for calling the Von Wehan show tonight, sir. All right. Later. We appreciate you, man. <laughs> Have a great night. I had to ask him that. A lot of our folks wanted to, you know, again, we uh, we kid Sean because we like him. If you're a program director, don't call me or email me and say, how dare you. Uh, look, I'm giving him major props to my show, saying the guy is taken off with millions of their dollars. <laughs> I wish I could do that. God, I thought of it first, but Sean beat me to it. Um, some great comments in the chat room tonight. It's a very lively, raucous chat room, my favorite. Just like a, a tavern or a bar in 1776. I was there stealing my beer, saying, get those red coats the fuck out of America. Get them out of here. And if they won't go, we'll shoot their ass. Yes, I was there. How about that? Well, here's some good comments that I'll tell it everyone about from Lincoln European lands for European people African lands for African people I couldn't agree more and I will add Middle Eastern lands for Middle Eastern people Asian lands for Asian people and Russian lands for Russian people maybe um, well they're pretty cool at times um, not the Russian government the Russian people let the enemy in from a team of voices. We need more sleeper cells throughout the country. That is the plan to bring them over here, sleeper cells, proxy army, we all know. It is a dangerous world out there. You're right, team of voices. And, um, yeah, and, of course, um, Sean Hannity says, I am a conservative from the chat room. Now we'll have on Bruce Jenner. And Diamond Silk, some true patriots, one transgender freak that used to be on a Wheaties box back in the day. Uh, Unbelievable that a Fox News, keyword here, news contributor, is Caitlyn Jenner. Um, I mean, you just can't, you cannot make up this idiocracy. It is like the movie. Well, hopefully your town doesn't sound like this, but if it does... Buy some guns and get ready out there for God's sake. All right, folks. Calm down. Go about your business. These jokers will be gone soon. Now, why y'all want to come into my town and start trouble? 
scare all these nice people? You ain't got nothing better to do than to come into Bill Sharp's town and show your ass. Yes, yes, that's how it was done. How the West was won, I always say. And for Dr. Strangelove, we have this, and then we'll get to some more calls, I promise you. It's incredibly obvious, isn't it? A foreign substance is introduced into our precious bodily fluids without the knowledge of the individual, certainly without any choice. That's the way your hardcore commie works. Mandrake, I suppose it never occurred to you that while we're chanting here so enjoyably, a decision is being made by the president and the joint chiefs in the war room at the Pentagon. And when they realize there is no possibility of recalling the wing, there will be only one course of action open. Total commitment. Mandrake, do you recall what Clemenceau once said about war? Uh, no, I didn't think I'd do that. He said war was too important to be left to the generals. When he said that, 50 years ago, he might have been right. But today, war is too important to be left to politicians. They have neither the time, the training, nor the inclination for strategic thought. I can no longer sit back and allow communist infiltration, communist indoctrination, communist subversion and the international communist conspiracy to sap and impurify all of our precious bodily fluids. Love that. Get a cocktail. We're going to continue with the show in overtime, and I shall be back. Get your uh, the bars open to the studio. Get a few shots, maybe, or maybe light up your favorite cigar, or maybe put some bullets in your gun or your or your uh, high-capacity magazine that the Democrats say. As you're ready for anything and everything, I shall return, America. It's flesh for fantasy.
for fantasy. <laughs> well, they talk about the international Jewish conspiracy. There's Zionists around every corner, they, they tell us. It might be true. It all started with the Hart Seller Act of 1965, the Immigration Act then. Research it, Google it. It opened the doors for where America is today on the immigration front. We're not really a country anymore because countries have real borders. I always tell people who ask me, well, yeah, we're a large land mass. We're kind of a corporation. We're kind of like a corporate oligarch-style society. Where in Russia, the oligarchs are the billionaires. In America, the oligarchs are the politicians, as they assume more and more wealth for themselves and more power. And uh, it's just a trajectory that, again, is not sustainable with a $31 trillion debt, plenty of no-win wars. America never fights wars anymore to win. It's not the goal to win a war or to even retreat with dignity. Uh, as in Afghanistan, it's always a complete fiasco, a complete debacle, a complete morass, asinine, back-ass words whatever adjective or word or phrase you want to use. And we leave billions of military equipment over the world on purpose because we want them to grab that. And we have a new boogeyman in five or ten more years per the CIA playbook. And again, another war that we can fight, more men that we can send out there, and more billions we can confiscate from the national treasury to fight that new war with the new Sultan, or the new Osama bin Laden, or the new boogeyman. America's always trying to set up little proxy wars around the world for us to someday fight. They want these little sand armies to start. They want these people to, you know, commiserate and organize and say, death to America. Great, now we have a new enemy to fight. More money, more contractors, more suitcases full of cash being put into the federal jets, fly back to D.C., and they're not checked by customs. Isn't it amazing how congressmen who make about 170 grand a year, within 10 years, they go there with maybe barely 100 bucks in their wallet or purse. They're not that rich, but in 10 years, they're worth 20, 30, 40 million dollars. That money did not come from their salary and benefits. Oh, no. The big money, that's the front. The big money are the bribes, the kickbacks. Just look at all the mass wealth that the congressmen and women and senators have amassed for themselves. They are the oligarchs. 
of our society, and they want to rule over you. At the same time, they feel they're impervious to any, any of the laws that they do write, and at the same time, um, which is very dark coming from them, they want to take away our guns, which will never happen. Well, with that, let's get to the gladiator, North Phoenix. Hear what he has to say tonight. It's been a raucous show tonight, and it will continue. Gladiator, how are you doing, man? Good, man. You played Flesh for Fantasy. That was my fraternity theme song in uh, college. <laughs> I used to love that song back in the day at the frat parties, man. Oh, yeah. Billy Idol was oh, yeah. big. Oh, Back in my era and yours. Yeah, played them all the time yep. in the frat house, man. It's like our fantasy. And the, and the video was kick-ass, too. Love yeah, his videos, uh, man, with the hot chicks. White Wedding, yeah. Yep. Love the song that. White Wedding, yep. Um, yeah, man, good show. Really good show. Bouncing around everywhere Thanks, like sir. it should be, you know. Right, um, right. Yeah, man. Hey, so American Scotch alluded a little bit to it, but, you know, I guess Saturday is going to be uh, the 24th. It's going to be a big day. And um, I don't know, a lot of people, I was talking to somebody tonight, believe it or not, the uh, the farrier uh, for my uh, horses at my barn he uh, listens to all, all the conspiracy shows, all all of the conspiracy hosts, and he was like, "Yeah, you got to watch out, man. Saturday, nine twenty-four, supposed to be a big day. We're supposed to learn a lot. Supposed to, you know, have all these secrets come out." And I'm like, "You know, they always say these big days are coming, but you know, nothing ever happens." So. You know, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna lock all the doors and and uh, you know shut the blinds and turn the lights off and hope that uh, something's gonna happen. I said because uh, basically every day in Congress and Senate, you know, they just they steal more money. Uh, you know, another 3.9 billion dollars for the Ukrainian war. And, uh, you know, I saw how uh, the Russians, they were told, uh, we're going to draft your, your children, all your sons are going to go to war in Ukraine. And all of a sudden, now now they choose to revolt against Putin and his government. I mean, they wait for the ninth hour. Like, they didn't say anything when they stole all the sons from the homes and put them on the border of Ukraine. But now that there's going to be a draft, <laughs> yeah, now they're going to... Oh, it's coming home. Yeah, it's coming home. Coming home to the, where the metal meets the road, so to speak, where the rubber meets the road. Yeah, it's going to hit. It hits. They are yep. leaving Moscow in droves. Putin has uh, ceased all the Russian flights of any male between the age of 18 and 65 effective this morning. But but the yeah. smart ones like us would have got out yesterday or months earlier. I wouldn't have waited this long. I would have said, you know, back in the summer, he's losing the war. He's eventually going to come around to us. And, man, I'm out of here in June, July, or August, baby. Well, I would have flown yeah. out of there real fast, you know, because yeah, you know he's going to turn the guns on you at some point. And he did. Well, I, 
Here's, he wants here's cannon fodder for his roof. Here's what the world is realizing. That the Gen Ys, the Gen Xs, the Millennials, and their social media that spans the world has opened the eyes of these young Russians. And they're like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, no, I'm going to revolt. Uh, I'm not going to follow you. I'm not going to be handed a gun. I'm not going to go fight a war against uh, my cousin because my cousin lives in Ukraine. I mean, we're third cousins, but still, we got together for, you know, New Year's Eve, you know, a couple of years ago. I'm not going to go kill him. Not that he's there anymore because, you know, there's no Ukrainians living there except the wives of the husbands that got killed. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they say there's they say 7 million out of 42 million left. But I don't know. Every time I see a camera in Ukraine, I don't see 35 million people left. I see about 317 uh, in the whole country. I mean, there's nowhere to live. There's no where are all these people? Where They're in Poland. They're in Belgium. They're at the Mexican border trying to get in the U.S., I mean, they they went everywhere, right? They're they're gone. Um, yeah, we are uh, we are a world at war. I mean, we've got a war on our border. Uh, we've got yes, we a do. war in Ukraine. You got a war that's going to happen in Taiwan pretty darn soon. Um, that's why Taiwan Semiconductor is putting, you know, $10 billion into the ground here in Phoenix because they already left. Right. They're gone. Everything's yeah, gone. they're gone. Taiwan they're the smart ones. Yep, they're that would have been me. We're out of here. Packing the bags. Right. They're on, the whole company is on a ship traveling the Pacific. They're going to land in L.A. and truck all of their equipment right across the desert to land here in Phoenix they're already gone. The whole company's gone. The CEO, I believe, is living up in the boulders up in North Scottsdale right now. Uh, you know, he's got a you know thirty million dollar home up there, uh, just waiting for his company to arrive. Um, if you want a good job, move to Phoenix because not only is there a ten billion dollar semiconductor city or campus, massive university being built. But there's two other four and five billion dollar universities being built here, one in Chandler, one in Goodyear, by Intel Corporation. So they're match almost matching it, nine billion dollars in total. And because they don't want to be outdone, Microsoft has purchased all the land west of Verado, Arizona. Verado started out as a home development. Now it is a town uh, with its own town charter. It's actually growing into a small city. And uh, Mm -hmm. Microsoft bought all the land west of that, and they are going to build a massive Microsoft multi-billion dollar campus uh, right over there as well. So, you know, we're going to have – 10,000 jobs at Taiwan Semiconductor, probably another $8,000 at uh, 8,000 jobs at Intel. I'd say about another $3,000 uh 3,000 uh jobs at Microsoft. I mean, you know, you're talking 23, 24,000 jobs. Um if you want a good job, 
you know, buying a house out here in the Phoenix area, Chandler, Goodyear, Verado, uh, wouldn't be a bad move if you've got some kind of skill set. Even if you can push a broom because they're going to need janitors too. Uh, That's but they're right. Pay up. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind working for ta- Taiwan Semiconductor as a janitor. Uh, I'll go in at night, work my eight hours. Make hundred grand a year. My, yeah. Yeah, get my 80, 90 grand a year. I'll take my fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 in stock options. I'll take my $10,000 benefit package, you know, and I'll, I'll do that for the last five years, and I'll retire out with, you know, another quarter million in the bank. Exactly. Oh, yeah, it's going to be exactly. a boom, man, for the economy here, and they are coming, and the smart ones get out. Paul, you and I would have gotten out of uh, Mafioso Cuba when we saw the communist Fidel Castro come into power. Like in the movie The Godfather, I would have been on yeah, that plane been, with the cro- uh, Yeah, I would have been out of I there, baby. Suitcases full of cash were gone. I would have told Michael Corleone, I'll be your bodyguard. Let's get to the plane. You're safe, sir. Don't worry about it. Let's go. I'd say the same thing. I'll protect you with my life, and uh, you can take that to the bank, buddy. And then we'll get you out of here safe and sound. To hell with those mm-hmm. communist bastards. Damn right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Guns a-blazing. And a lot of people got killed and when, when, when Cuba fell, and it never hit the presses, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's the oh, way yeah. history is. A lot of shots were yeah. fired. And uh, that's one little tale. Well, they yeah. don't tell you much about the fall of Cuba in our, in our hemisphere, do they? No, right. And and there's going to be another war coming up here the first Tuesday in November. It'll be the war at the ballot box to see what's going to happen, what's going to be oppressed, suppressed, what's not going to get counted, what's going to get counted, what's going to get plugged into the wall, what's not going to get plugged into the wall. Um, you know, it's going to be a ballot box warfare and it won't stop the first Tuesday of November. It'll go on to the first Wednesday of November, the first Thursday of November, the first Friday of November. It'll follow over the weekend. We'll see how many eyeballs, how many cell phone cameras can videotape all the corruption <laughs> that's going to happen in this election coming up. Just to prove to America that, you know, what Gunslinger, you know, was was alluding to, that we're not a free country because you don't even have the right to vote because you don't even know if your vote's going to be counted, torn up, thrown away, counted twice, or cut in half. So, um, oh, and, and, you know, I mean, you know, you know what I want to be when I grow up, right? You want to be a football star? No, I was a football star in college, bro, already. I want to be a gunslinger, <laughs> man. I want to be yeah. a gunslinger. I set that up for you. Perfect. We all want to be a gunslinger. <laughs> Gladiator, thanks a lot, man. Have a great night. Good talking to you, right, brother. You too. You too, man. Good night. Good night. Good one there. we got a lot more calls here. We're in official overtime, but the Von Wiet Show will not stop because, first of all, I have erratic sleep patterns, and my friends will tell you I'm up at very 
quirky times of the night when I will be up at, uh, well, just tell 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 o'clock in the morning. Um, I'll go back to bed. I'll wake up. If I see a car in my area, I will walk up to the car and say, get the hell out of here, and they will leave. By the way, I'm wearing my uh, my new skull ring, Germanic style, from the Germanic tribes. I love it. My new warrior skull ring is uh, well, it's ready for battle, I should say. <laughs> Let's, um, yeah, Gunslinger, the gladiator wants to grow up and be just like you, as most of America should. Because the Gunslinger, he's armed and dangerous, and he knows his stuff, and uh, we appreciate that. We need more patriots out, out there, not less. Lincoln's got a good comment here in the chat room. We need less and no more brother wars between Russia and Ukraine. It is true that the uh, white folks globally are about 8 to 10%, depending on who you talk to. We don't need more fighting, more brother wars between our peoples around the world. We're fighting again against the wrong enemy, the Russian men who are vacating Moscow, are right on. Um, I wouldn't want to fight for Putin. He's going to just use you as can fodder, get you shot up, and you'll come back in a body bag. How wonderful is that for a losing proposition in a war he's not really winning? Um, that was supposed to be a two-day, maybe a week most, special military operation. It's now gone over 100 days, and it's been sacking the Russian treasury and blood and treasure is going down the drain. Um, that war is going to grind on, folks. And this winter, I don't think the, in my view, when I look at the the war game and the war map, I don't think Ukraine's going to do very well this winter when winter sets in. I think there's going to be a lot of hard, hard fighting in the cold, put it that way. Thank God we're not over there, Right. I tell people, be careful what you wish for. If you want war, well, it may find you. Um, I see where the breath the surfer got off the air. We were going to grab him. But um, that just means there's room for other people. We're going to get on Lincoln here from Flyover Country. And we've also got um, some other people coming on here as well. And just hang on, folks. We'll get to everybody, I promise you. It is tough sometimes to get all the calls in in a timely manner. We always try to get everybody some airtime. We've got the Irish Pirate. I want to have him sweep up at the end and uh, tell us what his thoughts are about everything going on. Well, let's play this. Check this out.
get uh, Lincoln on from Flyover Country here. Lincoln, how's it going tonight? You've been very lively in the chat room. Love your comments, man. How's it going? Oh, it's going well, Vaughn. Uh, yeah, your chat was uh, your chat room was pretty lively tonight, man. I was enjoying that. Uh, I liked your show tonight. Uh, it's good for hearing. Good hearing from my buddy Supercracker. Uh, he lives. <laughs> yeah, he was barely, great. Somewhat close to me. Good guy. Great guy. Yeah, he's calling us from that Iowa truck stop, man. He's uh, he's doing his load. We need more like him, man. A real patriot. Great guy. Great call. I tell him to call back anytime. That was awesome. Uh, he he has his own Telegram chat, uh, but he's also a part of mine. He comes in pretty often. Uh, he has a, he runs a chat that's fairly similar to mine, but we're in each other's uh, chats, and you know we talk to each other oh, cool. a lot on Telegram. Yeah, he's a great guy. I've known him for quite a while. Love that man. Yeah, guy is super cool. Um, I really enjoy talking to him. So, um, yeah, it's been a lively show tonight, you know, and people ask me how I put these shows together. I literally have the show in my mind. It's like a zeitgeist from the week's activities, right? I mean, I've got little snippets of news. I think of things I want to talk, you know, various themes. And really about hmm, half hour before the show, I put it all together. And I go, we're going to hit on these points and hammer these points, and then we'll bring these up if we have some extra time and sort of go from there. You know, I do a lot of this show off the top of my head. Um, a few notes, a few scribbles are here at my desk and studio desk and all that. But uh, once we get rolling, the show takes on a life of its own, Lincoln. I've always noticed that. It really does. It's like this Thor is by my side, and we're just manning the controls here, and we're flying this ship at hyperspeed through space, man. And we're going to get the get some good stuff out there in Radio Land to people, and hit a lot of hit a lot of heads, you know. Well, because you actually have a real show, not like some bullshit Fox News show or something where they just have their script they read with their show writers and blah, blah, blah. You, like, you actually run a live show, so it can change directions right. many times depending on calls and people want to comment on this or that or whatnot. So it's, it can change directions yeah. many, many, many times where these normal shows just, like, stick to this script, take no calls. If anyone does call in and talk about anything, then shut them down immediately. Uh, so, of course, your show is going to be... Right much different than your normal mainstream conservative RNC talking point show. Yeah. And that's how I like it because we're always, I always like to quote Patton. We're not paying for the same real estate twice. So we don't hover over any subject or group where I'm always moving. My, our Panzer tanks are always moving. Right. And, um, I love how we can have a caller who can bring up something and then we can go down a completely different path that really wasn't my intention, but it could be super cool for the show. You're right. These other Rhino uh, talk shows and TV shows, especially they freak out if they go, you know, against the script, you'll notice that all these shows on Fox and CNN, they all have a teleprompter. I have no teleprompter guys. I'm talking to you for my mind and my heart. 
and my immense knowledge, which I'm very dumb in some things, but I'm very smart in some other things that I always say. So um, I'm always oh, learning. Oh, that reminds me of one. Mm-hmm. That, that, Go for right, it. Right, you said it right there reminded me of something. I, I didn't even think about this. I, I was calling in and talking about uh, a comment Supercracker made, but what you just – this is a classic example. What you just said right there is what we were just talking about, um, about how, like, your show can change, your show can – vary a bit then you know if someone yes. brings up something different that you don't that doesn't go with the I flow, love that. you just shut it down immediately did you see the infowars show yesterday where they had like the guest host alex stein on i did not but i heard a little bit about it on gab okay well, what what happened was Tell us about uh, it. they had alex stein alex stein gets his he became famous because he's like a funny guy that does like his TikTok thing and whatever. He's the guy that uh, was standing outside the White House and was yelling at AOC, calling her a, a big booty Latina. That guy. Oh yeah, I love that. Yes, yes. I saw that. Yeah, awesome, okay, so awesome he was video. A guest host. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. Uh, he was on. Uh, he was on. He was a guest <laughs> host on Info Wars yesterday. You know, he goes on InfoWars, he goes on Fox News even, on Tucker Carlson. He goes on these shows and talks about how that's his free speech and freedom of speech and First Amendment, my free speech, and I get away with these things because my First Amendment and my freedom freedom of speech. Well, yesterday he was a guest host on Alex Jones' show, InfoWars, uh, during the third hour. And um, <laughs> he had this guy, this Hollywood actor on that's no longer an actor. He tried to be a Hollywood actor. He no longer is. And the guy made a comment and said, when I first got to Hollywood, I was told immediately upon arriving that this entire town is controlled by a homosexual Jewish mafia. And Alex Stein was like, oh, shut it down, shut it shut." And they shut him off right there, in the show, you're gone, sorry, can't have you here, what, we don't talk about that here. It's over, clip over, guy just got canceled <laughs> completely. The same show bitched about yeah. cancel culture and my First Amendment and my freedom of speech, and I can call people big booty Latinas because my freedom of speech, all it took was this one guy saying homosexual Jews run Hollywood. Fucking shut it down right now. Shut it down. That's right. See, the word the word Jew scares most rhinos and conservatives to their inner, inner core. They could be great people. The problem is when they get around the Jew word, or God forbid you talk about the pedophiles in Hollywood, right? They get scared, they run for the hills, and they're so afraid they're going to lose endorsements in the future. See, Alex Stein. Now, I'll play devil's advocate with you just for, just for fun. He's built up a little name for himself, right? He has his, his video with AOC calling her a big booty Latina, which is hilarious. Um, he has – that went viral. He knows eventually somebody somewhere is going to give him a talk show or hire him for real cash. And so he's trying to set himself up in those circles, kind of like a mm, turning point USA guy, Charlie Kirk, you know? He wants to be a guy that's on the receiving end of the cash. And he's, he's very talented. I'm not putting – I get what he's doing. But on their rise up on that side of the ledger, in other words, they don't want to piss off the powers that be. You know what I mean? 
And that's why he's doing that. But you're right. They, they're hypocrites in many ways. They, they cancel people, yet they talk about freedom and liberty and freedom of, of, of expression. But the minute you express something they don't want to hear, they want to shut you down. Crazy. They're, they're no different than the left. They're, they're no different than the ADL. You're going to go with our flow or we're going to cancel you. But meanwhile, we're going to grift off all this shit and, and bitch about cancel culture while we literally do the exact same thing as the ADL, which is owned by Jews as well. Uh, <laughs> uh, it cancel anything that we don't want to hear. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I mean, they talk a big game about I love it when I hear them. Oh, I'm all for liberty and freedom. You have a right, you know, and all this wonderful stuff. They wrap themselves in the flag. It sounds so wonderful. But the minute you say something, again, America, that they don't like, they, they, they invoke cancel culture. They want to get rid of you. You're off the stage. You know, that big stick comes out with the hook and they'll jerk you off the stage. They will no longer give you a platform. They'll, they'll shut you down. They'll drop your call accidentally. On a talk radio show, they won't let you speak. On my show, you have a platform. You have – we are a variety show, and I designed it for that very reason, Lincoln, that I wanted a variety of opinions, a variety of things for people to, to talk about. Uh, I don't tell the callers what to say. Uh, they can speak their mind. I believe that people have a right to express themselves. I truly believe that. And I am the minority in a good sense of the word. Most of the people that are in media uh, do not believe that. They'll talk about it, but they don't really believe it or practice it, man. You know? Yeah, you, you should uh, – you know, it would be an interesting subject sometime for you to bring up on your show, I think. You know, everyone bitches about the ADL and the Southern Poverty Law Center and things like that. You know, it would be a good thing to talk about, and I won't get into it tonight. I know you're short on time. You're in overtime. But, you know, I know the history of how the ADL started and why it was started and how it was started and what started it. I'm sure you do, too, being a, a history buff yourself. Mm-hmm. That would be a good something that we should talk about on your show sometime. Just, everyone hates the ADL. We should talk about how the ADL was started. That would really fuck some people's heads up right there. I know Mary how it started Fagan with a PH P-H-A-G-A and Mary Fagan with a PH at the front of Fagan, of Fagan. yeah yeah there's so many things the, the, the uh, reason why I um, oh no we definitely can and everyone is fair game on my show the reason why I don't really talk about all those organizations, you know, that are based in D.C. and stuff. It's because, well, there's so many of them. They all talk to the same mouth mouthpiece. And uh, to me, everyone knows about them anyway. They're already out there. There's so many bit shoot and gab postings about them. Really, I don't want to, like, you know, beat a dead horse. It's sort of my attitude about it, you know. So I like to move on to newer things more, but they're, they're definitely out there. And, um, you know, they, they're, to me, it's, um, we can definitely bring, bring it up, but I would like the callers to bring it up because me, I've kind of moved on for them. I know it's kind of like this. I know it's there in the room, but I don't necessarily need to talk to this one person at the party. Have you ever been at a, 
a party, and there's one guy in the corner with a with a beer, and I'm going, yeah, he's just kind of boring. I know he's there. He's just, I know he's sort of a weirdo, but I don't really want to spend my time talking to him. I want to talk to my friends or some hot chicks. <laughs> That's how I kind of feel about those organizations. They kind of bore me. But I get you. I feel you. I mean. But that guy doesn't dictate everything that's allowed to go on in the room. <laughs> true, true, and that and see that's right, right, right. No, they're fair. Every, everyone is. Uh, you're right. Uh, everyone can be talked about. That's no problem at all. Uh, I just, like you said, in my opinion, I kind of like to talk about some uh, some various things. But again, if if we get callers who, if I get enough feedback from people who really want to uh, to talk about that, we we can. But to me, they're already talked about on so many other shows that I go to, you know, or I go to BitChute. I see a ton of videos on them or YouTube or whatever. So I'm just going, okay, this has already been talked about. It's already out there. So on my show, I like to be more cutting edge. And so to me, they've been around for decades. They're kind of like old hat to me. Everyone is already aware of them, but you're right. I mean, it it could be a part of a show, definitely. You know, no, I, why I'm not? not? I'm not trying to harp on that, brother. I'm, I'm not trying to harp on that whatsoever. Actually, when I first called, I wasn't even planning on talking about that. It's just the conversation that we were having reminded me of the whole Alex Jones, uh, the whole Infowars thing yesterday, which took me down that. But you know, oh yeah, you don't even have to pay it. In that I gotta watch we that. Can tell, we can just tell. Uh, we can just tell a simple, you know. We can give a history lesson on how the ADL was formed because most people don't know this. When I talk, when I try to talk about, if I ask a coworker, you know, how the ADL came about and what how it started, they think it's like a some Chinese organization. Like, oh, it's uh, <laughs> uh, the Chinese controlling our, you know, yeah, you know. Those, those goddamn Russian bots that run the media that they, they don't, they, that, they don't know. It's not like you turned conspiracy, man. Hey, Lincoln, they will say it's a Q turned conspiracy. You're right. No, I know, man. I posted in your chat room a brand new Q turned conspiracy just dropped today. It literally just dropped. I heard that. Today, Donald Trump died in a. Freaking helicopter crash in eighteen in nineteen eighty nine apparently, and now who, the guy we see on TV is JFK Jr. wearing a, a Trump mask. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? These people are retarded. I know, it's a crazy world out here, man. The Q tard stuff in uh, you know this is it's just a great genre, but the Q tard stuff really makes me laugh. Um, the they're Folks, if you're out there in Radio Land, if you truly believe that Donald Trump's going to enter magically in the Oval Office and take the reins of power because God ordained it, you are smoking some massive crack, and you are out of this world mentally. You are bombed out of your mind, and it must be the best LSD that you're that you have ever ingested. Biden is installed. He's staying the course. Trump will not come in and save America. And I tell people, Trump is not here to save America. He can barely save himself right now, if you've noticed. 
He's being hit from all sides. No wonder he's quiet. I would be quiet, hunkered down, going, he's got another lawsuit from the New York Attorney General, that biatch, just uh, wants to ban him and his family from doing business in New York, you know, and he gets one salvo after the other. My point is this guy is pretty strong. He's taken a lot of hits, a lot of salvos. I know he's wondering in the back of his mind, why did I ever run for the presidency? I had such a wonderful life before this. And he has to remind himself, oh, yeah, that's right. I ran because I was going to be a target anyway. And that's the little truth of the did matter. You know that- Hillary was going to attack him, and they were going to hit him anyway because he was uh, a so-called conservative on the East Coast. Go ahead. Did you know that the Qatars actually have currency now? They're actually selling things now? And that people are buy, actually buying these things. I don't know if you know this or not, but I heard uh, about that. The Q-tards are, are actually buying things called it's called Trump bucks. Um, they're on <laughs> Gab, they're on Telegram. Yes. It's a channel called Q Evidence, and they're selling things called Trump bucks. So literally, uh, oh, you can God. buy what because it's the big thing about how President Trump, who's still the president to this day, by the way. Uh, <laughs> President Trump, who is the current president, who's really JFK Jr., uh, he, he's, a, he's a billionaire <laughs> who wants to help out his fellow, his, his fellow hardworking Americans. So he's made a pledge so that he's selling uh, Trump bucks. So, you know, you can buy a, a, a Trump buck, and it's something like uh, for every Trump buck you buy for $10, once he comes out and retakes power and is installed back in the White House and comes out and, and uh, takes control again, once Valiant Thor comes down and takes control again, um, then each one of those Trump bucks can be worth a million dollars. That's Trump's way of giving it back to his people. So send us <laughs> ten bucks for this dollar. You send us ten bucks. Oh, we'll this one that this crazy one buck. And then once Rally and Thor comes down and they retake control, it's going to be worth a million dollars. That's Trump's way of giving back oh to the hardworking people. Oh, my God. I here. believe. <laughs> yeah, I have read that on Gab. It's literally crazy, Lincoln. Crazy. And they, now that now they, they've started this, that's been going on for like two or three weeks. Now, uh, in the last few days, they started this. You can buy your Princess Die bucks now because Princess Die is going to retake oh, England. Right. And when she's in charge, right. then, you get, then it's gonna, you know, it's gonna metastasize into your your ten dollar lady die bill is gonna be worth a million dollars because lady <sighs> die is gonna be, you know, handing out money to the world. <laughs> it's it's uh, and people are buying oh my that god, shit. it's insane. They are buying it. It is insane, crazy. What is this fascination with zombies? Everyone's coming back from the dead. Well, I. I'm also to blame. I'm guilty as charged. I had the, the queen came back from the dead last week on my show, and we interviewed her. And she wasn't happy with the way Great Britain was, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll, have the, we'll have some more VIP specials of the queen coming back from the dead in the future I have planned. We're going to have her come back to talk a little bit, you know, briefly from the heavens. Lincoln, thanks a lot, man. Have a great night. We'll talk again soon, but appreciate you. Oh, you can you can have, you have me on one time if you want to. You can do. You can have me on as a special guest one time. I'll come back from the dead and be like, uh, you know, Saint Floyd the Breathless. There you go. We'll do that. That'd be a fun show. 
awesome, man. I got man. totally sidetracked. I was just talking about uh, – the reason I called in was to talk about legal versus imm- versus legal versus illegal immigration and why I think legal immigration is worse. But you and I got sidetracked and went down a whole different raft, different path, brother. That, so I'll save that for another day. That's why the Von Wien show is infamous and rogue, because you never know which way this show is going to go. We have all kinds of dark alleys and sideway exits that we can go on the show. That's the secret the of it. Right, right. Was because Super Cracker made a comment about illegal aliens, truck drivers. And I was, I was going to bring up a point that the whole reason I, the only reason I called was to talk about legal versus illegal and why I think legal is worse than illegal. And then we just went off into a different thing and it turned into everything except that. <laughs> so we'll save that for another show, brother. You have a good night. Next week, brother. Uh, thanks for the last You night. too, Lincoln. Enjoy the show. Awesome, man. I appreciate you. Glad you're on the air with me, man. This has been fun. We'll talk again soon. I'll see you on Telegram too, okay? Yeah, please do, man. We all like like having you in there, man. Um, yeah. Have a good night, brother. Hell victory. Hey, you too, hell victory, Lincoln. Thank you. Yeah, I got to get back on the Telegram here and talk with uh, those guys, and uh, it's always fun. Um, yeah, that's the that's the secret of the Von Weehan show. Uh, now, keep if I do an emergency broadcast, I think something big is going to come up in October or late September. Uh, I will text you guys. I have your numbers, and I'll let you know if I do an emergency broadcast show. Uh, I'm getting some inklings that something big is on the horizon. So we'll see what happens in the course of human events, as they say. But, uh, yeah, on this show, uh, look, we'll talk about anything. Everyone's fair fair game. Um, there's so many groups in D.C. They just, they're just so anti uh, European white, they're anti-suburbs, they're anti-Trump, they're anti-patriot. Uh, they make me sick. You know, they're anti-parent, anti-God. I mean, goes on and on and on. Well, we're coming up to the end of our show. We have a few minutes left, and I wish I had more time. But we're going we're gonna to get on our tech wizard, the Irish pirate, to round out the show. Now, we've got about 10 minutes left here on our overtime clock. So we will um, get them, uh, get everyone more airtime. But again, I'm just glad that everyone's here to talk and commiserate. Are you ready, America? I hope you are. Are you ready, America, for the Irish Pirate? I hope you are. He's here in the green room from the studio from his secret undisclosed location somewhere in the valley. Uh, 
He's ducking those black helicopters. I know he has a lot to say. And I wanted to bring him on last to kind of, you know, bring him on the show and to talk about everybody that called him before. So Irish Pirate, so glad to hear you, man. Glad you're here tonight. I'm here. I'm here, General Von Weehunt. And as always, I'm uh, blown away by where everybody was willing to go. I'm still worried that nobody, <laughs> yes. I'm still worried that nobody brought up the uh, kangaroo court trials that are going on. We we did that a little bit of that last week, but I was up north in Arizona. I was a little freaked out by what was and wasn't going on. What it's come down to at this point, they basically told Alex Jones. You can't do anything to defend yourself. We're just going to have this little uh, scare session, you know, kind of like what they do in China these days. You know, they'll bring somebody up and just ask them silly questions. Do you know how guilty you really are? You know, how guilty do we think you are? And so that's kind of all he's allowed to talk about. So one thing we can definitely say is when it gets to that level, you don't have to worry about putting on a good, a good defense. There isn't one. So this is where you're going to take the fifth, not because you're trying to protect something, but you're literally trying to say, if you're going to arrest me for something, it'll have to be for something I haven't said yet. That's, that's pretty much what's going to have to happen. Either that or he'll accept, like, oh, you're going to put me in jail for this. And that would make it a sure, easy fire um, rebuttal for later. But the problem is, I don't know, he'd last about you know two minutes in prison. Somebody come get him. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see what happens there because he certainly opened up all the books for everyone to see that he doesn't have the millions of dollars they said he did and that he doesn't have all these connections. And just like I told you last week, the people that are coming in now aren't even parents from Sandy Hooks. Sandy Hook, the the two parents that were legit were first, and they came all the way down to Texas. But all the rest of this... Irish, don't get us sued, for God's sakes. We don't want the Von Wyatt show being drawn into the Alex Jones. I'm just kidding, man. I'm just kidding. We have balls on my show, like other shows. We don't care. Right. Well, (laughs) this one is all... They're they're using this guy's last nickname. Everybody knows who he is. It's Wolfgang W. Halbig. This guy was the one Mm -hmm. who was uh, 20 years and 15 years. I can't remember which was which, but he was the principal and a cop. And so he was the mm-hmm. world, he still is the world's foremost knowledgeable expert about school safety. Still is. And uh, yeah. boy, are they trying to bury everything? He, uh, he had 16 questions. He posted them online. And they, they ripped them off. And they, they won't let anybody post them. I mean, he's mega bad. They, they've turned him into some guy that they're trying to claim that he terrorized children day in and day out. I mean, like, yeah, as a principal, he hmm. sure did. I mean, that's why he, yeah, that's why he lasted for decades <laughs> as a principal. So, uh, wow, they're really trying to turn around with this guy did. Uh, my favorite question he asked the Sandy Hook school board was, how much money did it cost to clean up Sandy Hook? They refused to answer mm-hmm. that question. They just steadfastly went crazy. And it's like, well, the difference obviously is if there was any fake anything going on in any classroom, then the Hollywood stuff is pretty easy to clean up. And if right. it was the real deal and, you know, who knows if it was Adam Lanza. I mean, I don't believe a 120-pound kid could carry 120-plus pounds of ammo and kill 26 people in 26 <laughs> shots right. like they claim. I don't know what happened. I wasn't there, but I will just say, okay, whatever. 
And uh, anyway, so if, that, if there were real stuff that was going on, it would have cost a lot more money, a lot more money. And so he was just asking a simple question. I'm trying to figure out what you think happened. Now, Wolfgang W. Halbig is alone in thinking nobody died in Sandy Hook. I, uh, I, somebody had to die. Um, but like many of these places, I'm not sure if there are any, uh, you know, when people die, you put stuff in the paper, you know, you get notices and stuff like that. And they hold the funerals. But you can do the funerals online. A friend of mine that, I, that I'm going to miss, I'm sure, uh, he died recently, and they tried to do the, the funeral uh, memorial stuff online. It's like, give me a break. <laughs> I'm not going to type something in for something else to read. I'm going to show up. So uh, same kind of thing here. Um, let's see. So uh, they're talking about Halbig. Halbig was an expert. Uh, Halbig certainly knew that when you call cops in for a live shooter, you don't park three quarters of a, of a mile away from the school and walk in. And they didn't have cameras mm-hmm. for that. We did at Uvalde. We, you know, all that stuff that they said wasn't true turned out to be true in Uvalde. So it's the same kind of thing. Right. Um, uh, let's see. They never actually ordered a medevac. They never, uh, the one teacher that we know that actually got hit and lived actually took her own car to the hospital. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what put the slug in her arm, but uh, she sure shows a very strange way. I mean, so no ambulances were actually dispatched. No medevacs were actually dispatched. The cops were very far away. And, uh, yeah, and now everybody thinks that Alex Jones did all the shooting at Sandy Hook when it, there were even two lawyers in the Texas situation that said, who the heck is Adam Lanza anyway? Dude, he was a shooter. I mean, give me a break. If you don't know what's going on, please leave. You know, I mean, we got, right. we got some jurisprudence maybe to get here or maybe to decide how guilty Alex Jones actually is. But when they figure out say that, this. one, he didn't have the money. Huh? Right. Exactly. And I'm glad that you're bringing up the Alex Jones. There is so much news, Irish, that, that when I get the show going on a Thursday, uh, there is so much of it. I literally go, I want to hit on the high points, and the callers can bring up right. some micro or macro things that, that they want, and it, it ties in nicely to the show. Alex Jones, I'm a big supporter of, as you know. I enjoy InfoWars. I'm a big, I support Alex Jones. Uh, I've, I've, I've actually asked him to come on my show before, or for me to come on his show. Uh, but they just are so busy, and they gave me some non-answer. Okay. They get tons of inquiries. I, it's nothing personal, sure. but my thing is well, they I, have – they're a show a that we support. Oh, they're just yeah, so I busy. I yeah, right. To work for I know you did. I know. I know. You'd and, be uh, awesome well, for and, Infowars. And if I'd my gone, thing is on Sandy if Hook. Gone, yeah. If, if, if I'd have been hired over there, no Owen Schroer. You know what? I, I, I hate to say this, but it's better that he's done what he's done. I don't know that I could have done any better. I really don't. Yeah, he's so, done a great okay job. I I praise yeah, them. They I'm are a um, they're on the cutting edge of a lot of info. But just to briefly interject here, um, there's a lot of weird things. I'll just say with Sandy Hook. I wasn't there. I don't know. But again, it depends on who you talk talk to. I believe there's a lot of weird things there. Maybe nefarious. So, I am not saying at all. Yep that people did not die. But again, I will say this. Again, I wasn't there. I don't know. I, 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 I never want to come out emphatically and say this is a hoax or whatever. My thing about Alex Jones and Sandy Hook, and I want you to, to uh, comment on my comment, 
is he is exactly doing what I don't do on my show. He has hovered over that over that uh, story for a long time, off and on, off and on, but for years. I disagree. I know when it first came out, he was on that like white on rice. And I remember thinking to myself, this is going to blow up in his face because he needs to move on, talk about it and drop it and move on to other issues, but he wouldn't. He, now, that's well, a curse and a good thing. Wait, wait, wait. He's like a dog with a bone. Right. And I get it. I get the personality type. But that's why I'm bringing it back to my show on my show. That is exactly why I do what I do because I see these other bigger, much bigger names than me. And that's why we, our show, <coughs> doesn't have the problems of other shows. We don't have the all the scrutiny of other shows that they get because I always notice the common thread here, uh, Irish, is they basically talk about things to death. And they don't let things go. On my show, we're always moving. We're always mobilizing. Our tanks are always moving to new territory. Go ahead, man. I agree with your point, but I also don't agree that Alex Jones uh, hovered on anything. He's given – they've done the actual research. It's seven minutes out of seven million minutes he's been on air. Total of seven minutes. And now, granted, he did an interview with Wolfgang Mm. W. Halbig, which is what he's on the stand for right right now. And they had to ask this. I mean, he's not a parent, okay? This guy is an idiot. He, he used to run his particular branch of the CIA. So he files the lawsuit and says, Alex Jones flipped me out because of what he said on air. And the answer is, number one, he couldn't have. Your job is to stay cool under pressure, dumb butt. And the second thing is that uh, if this guy was freaked out in any way, they asked him, it's like, well, Alex Jones put on Wolfgang W. Halbig on the show, and he might have had an alternative opinion to Alex Jones. I mean, do you think that officially establishes affiliation with Alex Jones? And he said, of course it does. And then he refused to talk about when Alex, when uh, Norm Pattis, the, uh, the defense lawyer, who's absolutely crushing it, by the way, this guy, as far as legal systems are concerned, he may be worshipable. He's just absolutely, he knows mm-hmm. his way to get people to say stupid things. Okay, the stupid thing that got him to admit is Alex Jones never mentioned this guy's name. He never mentioned the previous couple's name in Texas, never mm-hmm. mentioned their name. They, they never got them to admit that in that trial. They just said, well, he didn't talk about us directly. And then they had to go into the colloquial MSU. In other words, you know, so when, when is he actually talking about you? They never established that, and he didn't meet the, they didn't meet the criteria. This guy literally said, yeah. I never heard him say my name. Oh, my God. But the I mean, crux of the lawsuit is that like Alex Jones – yeah, but the crux of the lawsuit, Irish, is that Alex Jones said that they did not die, that nobody died. And uh, so never, no, my this, thing no, this is – guy never said that. This guy never said that. But that's this what their attorneys said have said. I, yeah. That's what the attorneys yeah, are saying attorneys. for the families. These are the same attorneys while they're claiming saying. to represent the clients. Right. Yeah, well, these, that's, these right. I'm just telling you what they're saying on TV every single yeah. day when this story com- comes up. That is, okay. you know, whether let's, it's right or wrong, I'm just saying that's what they're taking and running with. Look, it's a way for the attorneys to make some money off InfoWars is all it really is at yeah. some point. Well, no, they, they want to grab it. That they've now, they've now been given the offer. They've now been given the offer since he's opened his books, Chapter 5. How do you want to receive the payments? Right. They said, screw the payments. I want, 
I want InfoWars shut down. They said, we can't order that. That's not part of this particular type of trial. And they said, well, we want it done right. anyway by you. And they're going like, you guys go. Yeah. I mean, I think it's one thing that's hilarious when you have a kangaroo trial where there's nothing going. Everything's going to be repealable the moment it goes to a, another higher court. But second, right. these guys are asking for things you can't even ask a court to do. I don't care at any level. I know. You go to the Supreme Court. That's what I'm saying. Happen. That's oh my, my God, point. What that's what you're dealing with. This is what you're dealing with. Right. And so they're making outrageous okay. demands. I'm coming over to your point. They're making outrageous demands on TV yep. every day saying this was said, this was said. And it's not really in the jurisdiction of that court anyway. You can't shut down InfoWars or Alex Jones. It's not going to happen. Right. Well, it's even worse than that. You realize that they should have started that thing maybe a week ago? They actually said, we're going to have this. So Alex Jones leaves Texas, goes up to Connecticut, meets with a bunch of reporters who grill them, and they grill them right back. And then they say, okay, um, we've decided we're not going to start today. We're not going to call you in today. So he hangs out in Connecticut for the next day. And w- during the evening, the reporters that are going out that were hanging around, not directly around Alex Jones, but then filming it so they can make fun of him later, are then going out and say Alex Jones is too chicken to go into the courtroom. That's what they're saying. They're, they're putting that out on broadcast. And right. then we come back in the next day and said, we're supposed to start a, a trial at 10 o'clock this morning. And they'll say, yeah, we put it off for another day. And then they go, he goes out and answers a bunch of other reporters' questions. And, boy, those are some really good videos, very watchable. And then there are a bunch of people that are not there. They know they're going to get embarrassed by their questions. So they go out and they lie again. They say, Alex Jones, she was too chicken to show up today again. And it's, this is going on and on and on and on. And it's costing him time that he could be doing what he normally does, but they keep jerking right. him. They're, waiting They're draining the money out of him. Or... Yep. yep. It's so called legal fees. Yeah, this is a form of actually just uh, toying around with your It's legal harassment. Eat. It's legal Absolutely. harassment is what, is, is what I'm saying. Yep. And it's all going to come back. Right. They want to drain him physically gets... and emotionally yep. and financially. Yep. And like I said, you you do this in public, and they get it all on videotape like this, and then they actually appeal to this, and they're going to show this somewhere, and they're going to – I don't know what they're going to do at higher levels. This is not a federal court. They asked for a federal court. I don't even know if you remember this one. They asked for a federal court. They said, get this thing out of Connecticut. It doesn't belong here. Alex Jones lives in Texas. When he said what he said, he wasn't in Connecticut. You can't bring him over here. And they said, well, you could mm-hmm. – um, if you actually had people who are not from Connecticut listed as plaintiffs, because everybody that lined up all said they were from Connecticut, to, thinking that it would bring him over there. By rule, that would make it biased. And so they, they said, well, by rule, then you can have that someplace else, like a federal court elsewhere, which would drag it out of Connecticut, which means all those, those jury members wouldn't have been able to be persuaded. And then they turn around and say, mm-hmm. oh, no, we have plaintiffs now that are not from Connecticut, which they did go out and sign some. <laughs> and then the very day the trial was supposed to start, they took them off the list. And it was only people from Connecticut. How convenient is that? Oh, my God. Talk about finagling. God. Talk about just absolutely ignoring yeah. the rule. That's oh my what God. I mean. Like, there's a lot of weird things about that trial from every angle. Um, I mean, look, if yeah, they witch hunt. for an hour on this. I'm, I'm, we could talk for days about that thing. 
Yeah. I'm with you, man. And, and to me, it's been some. I have followed it, but I have followed it. Yeah. I mean, when I used to live in Las Vegas, I used to go into public courtrooms and sit down, and then everybody would change their demeanor and everything. The bailiff would come up to me and say, "So, what are you here for?" It's like this is an open courtroom, right? And, I, and they said, "Yes." I said, "Okay." And then they would just stay that way. They'd be scared to death as to what they thought mm-hmm. I might have been there for. And I was just doing that to tell them people are interested in what goes on in these stupid courtrooms. You guys can't cheat all day and, and make up rules all day like you do. And that was Vegas. But that, I mean, was, I was interested in, in things like that back then. And I didn't realize that it you know, probably made an impact in a few people's lives that they suddenly had to go by the rules. But uh, you can't sit there and stay there all day. You can't have a watchdog all day. But it was something I needed to learn. I needed to see that for myself. Now we're taking it to, you know, 100 times the next level with Alex Jones. They're just absolutely exactly. looking to try and make a movie. They're trying to make a movie out of this. Oh, and yeah, that's what I'm gonna saying. Be the in it. There's going to be a movie the, uh, of Alex Jones, absolutely. And the funny thing is, I don't think anybody, similar to like 99% of America, or excuse me, of the world, won't take a COVID jab anymore. I mean, we've won. We've won the battle. General Von Wehunt, we have won. They absolutely can't get people to take another shot. They can't do it. Right. And it's it's that's right. Yeah, we've now seen the stats and the figures, and so the same thing's going to happen here. We're actually going to pull down the pants of America's fake law system so often and so hard that they're going to have to do something. Because, you know, every Tom, Dick, and Harry that's out there, Joe Lunchpail carrying a six-pack with him for lunch, he's still going to be able to say what they did to Alex Jones is absolutely illegal, immoral, and imprudent. And I think it's really stupid what they did to him. The moment we've got that, it's all over. Because the public perspective is what they've been fighting for, and they're losing it badly. And we need desperately to talk about it. And like I said, just like with the geoengineering thing, I think last week we brought that up a little bit. Pull the pants down to the people that are doing it. But, you know, let's get on. Um, Lockheed Martin and Raytheon and some of these other companies that do what they do. If we don't talk about it, they're going to get away with it for another 75 years. So Alex Jones, this That's is right. we've got to do everything we can to support you. And we've got to do everything we can to support, you know, even locally, we've got some issues that have to be taken care of. And if we don't, yes. we don't talk, I'm showing pi- teachers pictures of trees that have the dead branches on top and they start getting mad. We got to go get those guys. Just go tell somebody. We don't need a vigilante group. We don't need all that. We, I, I'll represent right. the science for you if anybody has a question. That's, I, I am a scientist. I will answer love the question. Love that. I show you that this is legit. And, and I love the law. Science. And I'll show you that that's legit. Science. Yes. We're going to do this Love thing. that wait, 1980s wait, wait. song. Science. Boingo, oh, boingo, no. right? Science. No, no, no. Not, no, not Oingo, boingo. That's uh, Thomas Dolby. Thomas oh, that's Dolby. right. Thomas Dolby. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. You're beautiful. Anyway, um, the, the most <laughs> Irish, you got to wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. All science leads. All science leads to truth. All truth leads to God. What do you need to know more? Let's not play pretend. God's still in charge. You could fake it all you want. You're going to get caught. And when you get caught, it's not because we're going to bust you ourselves. Hopefully we don't have to. We can. I just want to laugh these people out of town. I don't need to kill them. Let them live I agree. with their shame. I agree. Let them live with their shame. Bravo, as long as we Irish. Know who they are by name. All right. Yes, bravo, Irish pirate. Great rant tonight, man. One of your best ever. 
Love it. Oh, by the way, Irish by Pirate, the way, coming to back. be continued, by the way, sir. Chess is coming back. Chess is coming back to Phoenix. That, what I thought was going to be a 50-kid tournament is 320 this Saturday. Oh, my God. I'm on a I'm You're going to have a lot of fun. I, I'm only nice, bringing nice. one, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight back. I'm going to fight back. I'm, I'm I late love to the party, it. but I'm, I saw it coming, and I tried. <laughs> and the kids, the kids. Irish Pirate, kid have a great night, amigo. You got it. You are on fire tonight. On You are El, in fuego. I love it. Have a great night, sir. It. We'll talk again soon. I promise. Good night, sir. Good night. Irish Pirate, folks. A great call from a great patriot. Well, what a show that you've had tonight. Unbelievable. Well, don't you just love how our Border Patrol agents are not allowed to use deadly force to defend the southern border, but IRS agents are allowed to use deadly force against law-abiding citizens? Don't forget those 87,000 armed IRS agents coming to a town or a city near you in the very near future America. In Biden's America, with a K, being a far-right extremist just means you don't believe in staying quiet like our founding fathers and just sort of sitting there while they plot and plan your demise and assassination from public view. You're listening to the rogue, the infamous, the legendary Von Wien Show. We're so glad that you were here tonight. We're in massive overtime. That's a long show. It's a big show with big guests and big callers. And um, we wish you all well tonight. God bless you all. Be safe out there. From my mountain stronghold to your domain, as I broadcast from the mountains of Arizona, from the Von Wien Valhalla Studios, good night. Have a pleasant tomorrow. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Don't